106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. service announcement. This is where the taxpayer money goes. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. 
You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascist. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year, and they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? Uh, thank you for listening tonight. I'm doing a late night broadcast because we just did a trauma intervention training tonight. This is Lou Benninger. You're listening to No Hostages Radio. It's episode number 106, and we're doing this on April 10, 2021. Thank you for getting here, however you got here. Uh, it may have been off a podcast source at no hostages radio, or you may have been led to our, uh, our website at no hostages radio.com that sometimes I, I have at the bottom of my articles that I post on Facebook. Uh, so you can reach out to me at no hostages radio.com Lou at L O U at, uh, you can also reach out to me on a Facebook page called live with Lou. You can leave a comment there. The podcasts are posted over there as well as two or three articles a week I'm writing now for that website or sorry, Facebook site live with Lou. <clears throat> and you can just follow that. And, uh, if you do it correctly, uh, anytime I post anything there, it'll give you a heads up. If you're interested in jumping over there and looking at something. So you can reach me at uh, Lou at no hostages, radio.com. That's a, a email, or you could, you can uh, text me or call me at five, three, zero, seven, one, three, one, eight, three, eight. Five three zero seven one three one eight three eight. I am in Northern California, <clears throat> in Yuba County, and uh, that's on the left coast. So, you, if you want to try to catch me in the middle of my day, that you can think of it that way. Or, but I answer the phone uh, mostly twenty four hours a day because I run this trauma trauma intervention program. We go out on nine one one calls twenty four hours a day. So that said, thank you for getting here. I'm not sure why you got here, whether a friend told you or something, something happened, but I uh, appreciate it. And um, we are, um, we're on a mission here and we're going to do the best we can to get our message out and convince people uh, to go back to the way things used to be in America, where we honored God, honored the constitution, followed the constitution instead of trying to avoid the Constitution. And so um, we're working at that, and we're going to do the best we can as long as we're here. So thank you for listening, and hope you learn something, get something, or maybe it motivates you to get it on and uh, and do a great job out there. So uh, let's see. Connection. I think I got all the connections. I saw this ad. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said something about the football game. There was a high school football game that uh, the local health officer uh, said the football players, this massive stadium at Yuba City High School, it's massive, big bleach, big, big, tall bleachers, three stories high. 
and the the doctor, the health officer, I call her Commissar Lou, L-U-U, uh, the health officer said that each football player could only invite two people in to watch him play during the game. Literally, this place could hold thousands of people. And um, so I was referring to this football game, and uh, so... The guy says, you're kidding me, football? I, I'm just totally confused. Don't you feel like everything's confused? The Bible says that God is going to shake everything that can be shaken, and then we'll see what's left, right? Well, it seems like a God is using our government to totally uh, flip everything upside down and cause everything to be confusing. Psychologically, it's it's a uh, a very disorienting thing. People are disoriented. They can't figure out whether they're coming or they're going. So uh, anyhow, I saw this. It is two broadcasters sitting and looking out over the um, the ocean of fans, and they're broadcasting this football game. And um, it's the guy says, it's not his knee. It appears his feelings have been hurt, and they've called the new 15-yard butt hurt penalty. The psychologist is attending to him on the field now. That's really what pro sports has, has become is a psyop to try to manipulate the country. And I've it's been fascinating because when I was a youngster, I used to be uh, very interested in sports. I would look at the sports page every morning when I got up in the morning and, and followed sports incredibly. Uh, I was a, a devotee of sports. I loved to read about it, uh, watch it, listen to it. And... Uh, now I don't care a rip about it. I'm just done. I'm totally, I'm toasted. I'm done. I don't listen, don't pay attention to it. Don't know what's going on on any level. And I'm totally happy about it. I'm just totally disconnected. God has disconnected me from the fiasco. So um, I want to also read this. This says, when God sends help, don't ask questions. So this article or this letter to the editor or something says she hurried to the pharmacy to pick up the medication. When she got back to the car, she found her keys locked inside. We've all had that experience. The woman found an old rusty coat hanger on the ground. She looked at it and said, I don't even know how to use this thing. She bowed her head and asked God to help her. Within five minutes, an old motorcycle pulled up, driven by a bearded man who was wearing an old biker skull rag. He got off his cycle, asked if she could use some help she said yes my husband's sick i've locked my keys in my car i must get home please can you use this hanger to unlock my car he said absolutely he walked over to the car in less than a minute the car was open she hugged the man through her tears and said thank you god for sending me such a very nice man isn't that good story here's the rest of the story the man um heard her little prayer and replied, lady, I'm not a nice guy. I just got out of prison yesterday. I was in prison for car theft. The woman hugged him again and said, oh, thank God. He sent me a professional. I know a lot of people that would fit right into that story real well. Another guy wrote, it's been a year since the conspiracy theorists said it was never about a virus. It was never going to be just three weeks. And that it was about destroying the economy, creating state dependence, and a mandatory vaccination. And then he asked, what do you think now, or how's it going? 
So uh, another guy says, we need to smuggle all our homeless veterans back into Mexico, then caravan them back into the United States up to the border so they can get a nice hotel room and good food. That makes sense to you. It's interesting how uh, much pressure they're putting on American people to wear masks and social distance, yet people caravanning into the United States over the border are not required to do anything. In fact, did have you noticed some of these caravan people? Some of those gals are weighing 250 pounds and they got fresh, clean clothes on. You think they've been caravanning all the way from Honduras or Guatemala? Are you kidding me? This is such a contrived rip-off setup. A friend of mine got a hold of me uh, this week, and his son is in his sons are in Little League. I'm not sure whether his daughter plays, but the sons are in Little League, and um he showed me a memo, which I can't find. I can't figure out what platform he sent it on, but it doesn't really matter. I read it, and I know what it says. Dr. Lou has told the Little League that Little League boys and girls have to wear masks in the dugout and social distance in the dugout. Now, this is interesting because masks, no one has determined that a mask ever stopped a virus, number one. Number two is social distancing is totally uh, a communist uh, authoritarian move to get compliance. It has nothing to do with health, social distancing, standing on an X, sitting on an X, standing six feet apart when you're in the dugout, wearing a mask. The only thing it does for you is restricts the amount of oxygen it gets in your lung and actually can cause an infection in your, your breathing system. Let's see. What can I say about uh, Kukalu, Dr. Lou Kukalu, the uh, Commissar Lou? This is a woman that her medical, ed medical ed education was paid for by the Soros Foundation. And uh, but you think, you know, she's never seen a patient in her life. She's never been in private care or even government care where she took care of patients. She's a bureaucrat. She's simply a, a political what I call a metacrat. And so she's she's got a job up here, highly recommended by a guy that really started out in a good public service career, serving the public as a law enforcement guy. His name's Robert Bendorf. And at the end of his career, he belly flopped. And he belly flopped in Yuba County and, and passed, intentionally passed, an illegal ordinance that now still has the county in an uproar years after it passed and has already been rejected by a lower court. Secondly, he highly recommended Dr. Liu, who is a communist, basically, uh, to both Yuba and Sutter counties. She was hired by both counties, and uh, now she is a complete disaster. So right now we are in the midst of a of not a recall that's if somebody's elected this is a firing petition and um, <clears throat> if you want to get a, a petition and sign it uh, i'm circulating a petition myself a number of people are you can reach me again uh, you can call me at 530-713-1838 you can just if you want to text me your email I will email you a petition. You can have it signed. You do not have to be a, uh, a voter to sign. You do not have to be any particular age. Dr. Liu has been an equal opportunity life destroyer from whether you're 8 or 88. Uh, 
because kids of all the people that have had their life ripped out from under them, children have had their entire life ripped out from under them. They couldn't hang out with their classmates. They couldn't go visit people. They couldn't go to school. They lost a year of schooling. They couldn't play athletics. They couldn't dance. They couldn't play musical instruments. They couldn't do anything. She just completely screwed over tens of thousands of kids in our area and tr and tried to make us believe that they were going to die if they didn't do this. She's a liar. She's insane. She's a lunatic. Uh, she does not have medical wisdom. She is not here to reduce harm. She's actually here to, uh, to pro, uh, promote a, an evil agenda of authoritarian con uh, communist government. That's exactly what's going on here. And so um, she's still, I just saw a picture at, on, in the newspaper of Marysville High School, some of the same classrooms I sat in uh, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And uh, these classrooms, it was sad to see them. There was the, the chairs were, instead of lines of chairs, 30 people in a class or so, 35, 36 people, there was a handful of people in the class. Every desk was like 10 feet apart, front front of you back of you side of you it was just absolutely nonsensical there's nothing sensical about it it's all a fraud it's all a lie the entire pcr test is a fraud the pcr test i just saw this thing you know honestly i saw this article in the paper that said they're going to get rid of the tier system they're finally going to not use the tier system i thought why if it's saving lives, why would you ever, why don't we have the tier system in 2024? Because the tier system was a total fraudulent model that, that was uh, set up to manipulate because uh, they kept showing anytime you'd get a PCR test and get a positive, they called that another case. And every time they got another case, and the more and more people they tested, the more and more people they had a positive PCR test. The problem is the PCR test was wrong 90% of the time, but they counted all those wrong PCR tests as thousands of people that had COVID. Even though they didn't have any symptoms, they weren't sick, they were fine, but that said in their system they had some kind of trace of COVID. So every time they took a test, they added it to the numbers. They got us up to a higher tier. They closed down the society. So they created a scenario, a fallacious, fraudulent, shyster, sham, jacked up the community scenario to make it look like we were very sick and we weren't very sick. And that's why this medical doctor is a charlatan. She's a sham. She should be put in jail. She's like a uh, a Bernie Madoff of medicine, screwing people out of their wealth, screwing people out of their assets, stealing from people, stealing the lives of the people. Or Charles Ponzi. You remember, look up Charles Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I, or Bernie Madoff. That's what she is doing in the medical field, she screwed people over. She stole. You can steal people's money, or you can steal their life. What? How are you going to bring back the people that have committed suicide? How are you going to? How are you going to bring back the people that have uh, that have overdosed, that have relapsed? Thousands and thousands of people that were forbidden to go to an AANA meeting, a recovery meeting. They were forbidden to go into a rehab. 
Many people that were finally getting clean and starting to get jobs because the economy was all fired up and heating up. And I was on the verge of getting all these people jobs and cleaned up and in church. And she shut down all the jobs. She shut down all the AANA. She shut down all the rehabs. And they went out and they relapsed. What are you going to do about those? You think, oh, well, Bernie Madoff's a bad guy. We're going to put him in jail. Charles Ponzi's a bad guy. We're going to put him in jail. What about putting Dr. Lou in jail for you know, some of the top guys at Stanford University, a lot smarter than anybody in Northern California or Dr. Lou. There may be some smart people up here, but they don't have any spine and they don't need balls to talk. Dr. John Ionides, who is a Greek, one of the top epidemiologists in the country, and also Jay Bhattacharya out of India, who's there, and one of the top scientists in the country studying uh, communicable medicine. Both of them have said this is like dropping an, a, a nuclear bomb on a community to shut down a community over COVID. There's no, there was no sense. There's no sense to social iso- isolate people. There was no sense to sa- have people standing on an X six feet apart. There was no sense to wear a mask. There was no sense to shut down the school system. This... This doctor is totally crazy. We're paying her $300,000 a year. If she was donating her time, I would run her out of town immediately. You know what the really sick thing is about Yuba Sutter counties? Some of the supervisors say, well, we're just going to keep her. They would never say that about their own personal doctor. We're going to keep her because doctors are hard to find. So we're going to keep a malpractice doctor. You talk about some idiots. We need to do everything we can to raise money to vote people into office and get rid of some of these people. Their excuse is, well, they they just, uh, you know, we just, we just, you know, we don't know what to do. You got to find us another doctor because they're hardly hard to find that want to do public health. All you need is one. It's interesting that in the 1990s, Dr. Cassidy was hired. And he was a doctor that practiced in uh, in Iowa, I think it was, and had his own practice, urgent care practice. And he saw an ad in the in the uh, somewhere about they wanted a health officer and they wanted a jail doctor. So he uh, he applied and got the job. And for twenty five years, he served Yuba County very well. And then. When he retired, Nicole Quickwood was hired, and she stayed here in, until she got fed up with the supervisors and left. But she was a good health officer. She was a bright health health officer. And she didn't come through, you know, some, some people say, well, all these health officers are all trained the same, and they're all health, trained in liberal uh, views and, and all that stuff. It's interesting that both Dr. Quick and Dr. Cassidy, none of them were trained in that way. Dr. Quick, with her mother, was doing a... Uh, working with addicts in another state and had a, a pain clinic. That's, that's practicing with patients, with people that are really hurting, broken people, the most fragile, high-risk people in our community. Dr. Cassidy did the same exact thing. And so it's interesting that over the last 30 to 35 years, we had Dr. Quick and we had Dr. Cassidy in Yuba County, and then all of a sudden now we got switched to a, a whole different thing. And now people think, oh, well, I don't think, I don't think really that uh, we're going to ever find anybody any better than Dr. Lou. I said, I'll do without. 
do without. Dr. Lou has destroyed this community. Well, it wasn't her. It was the supervisors. No, no, no. It was the supervisors, but they took their orders from Dr. Lou. Some of the supervisors didn't even know that she was hired by them, paid by them, hired by them, fired by them, that somehow she thought the reason they think that she's working for Newsom is they don't pay any, she doesn't pay any attention to them because they don't have a mind of their own. They're let, they're let around like a little dog on a, on a, uh, a leash by these government hacks in, in Sacramento. That's what's going on here. People, they need to be replaced. She needs to be fired. So we have a petition. You can reach me. I can send you the petition by email. You can get your friends to sign it. And so I'm going to, when I come back, I'm going to take a break here. This is one of six segments and, um, we will, uh, we're in our second segment and then we'll, we'll give you some more information. We'll listen to a few clips. We'll be right back. So you can't think what you think. Just think what you think now. Think on. And I'm going to do what I do. If you don't want to learn me, then move on. There seems to be a notion that political interventionism that produces earmarked benefits for this group or that necessarily make those groups better off. But when you think of it, no politician gets elected by sacrificing 90% of the voters for the benefit of 10% of the voters. One thing that all politicians can do of whatever party is count votes. They may create the illusion that they are helping 10%. Indeed, the ideal politician creates that illusion 10 times. But since the government uh, is not generating any wealth, government programs mean nothing more or less than robbing Peter to pay Paul. Now, uh, there's no political capital to be made by robbing Peter to pay Paul if you get Peter's vote and lose Paul's vote. The real trick is to rob Peter to pay Paul on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and rob Paul to pay Peter on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. <laughs> Fortunately, the government is closed on Sunday. Welfare is supposed to help people in need, give destitute people a chance to get back on their feet. But that, that's not what usually happens, says former welfare recipient Star Parker. Star, what do you mean? Well, I think what has happened is the poor have been conditioned to adopt a slave mentality. I don't own myself. I am not free. And it's very sad in a free country that we are even calling ourselves poor. I got caught up in it, and a lot more people are getting caught up in it today because the goodies are getting much broader and much more expensive to the taxpayers. People who get government aid often say the solution to their problems is more government aid. Here's what I was told outside a food kitchen in Harlem. Poverty stinks. Give us more jobs and more opportunities for those less fortunate. Government should just create jobs. Create jobs, yeah, create more jobs. More food stamps. More food stamps. More welfare. More welfare. And on and on. It's this impression that goods come from government. Right. Well, that's the disconnection. I never thought about it when I lived on welfare. And the reason I say better is because we've also taken the shame out. So you can live tax-dependent, uh, taxpayer-dependent, and no one will even know it. The housing for the poor is improved uh, when it comes to what they look like. You can't even tell that it's government paid for. But you say you lived pretty well when you were on welfare. 
It's a mentality, John. This is the problem. People are not connecting to their own lives or their own well-being. It's give me something, and then you'll make do. It's similar to slavery, where you make do if you're owned by somebody else. Liberals have put up all these barriers around their lives so that they can't live free, so you move from one benefit to the next. Check out this video of a California surfer dude who uh, John Roberts interviewed, who uses his food stamp card to buy lobster and sushi. $200 a month, and you just go like, boom. Thank you for shopping with just us. Just like that. Please remove your bags. All paid for by our wonderful tax dollars. He said he had no interest in getting a job. That's just not something that appeals to you, though. Not whatsoever. And you worked the system when you collected. Why not just hang out at Venice Beach all afternoon? And yeah, I did it for a long time. And it wasn't until a Christian conversion that I changed my life and engaged in my own well-being. But work is hard, and, we, and that's why we don't want to reward ill behavior. The government's welfare bureaucrats usually claim that they're saving people. But once outside welfare office, I was surprised to find one who admitted that what she does leads people not to bother to look for work. Do you think you and human resources encourage people to be dependent? Yes, we do. So what, what should be done about that? I don't really know. I don't really know. <laughs> stop, I guess stop giving away the money and then they'll get a job. <laughs> and you work for the government. That's right. That's a pretty unusual <laughs> reaction. No, it isn't. Don't work, don't save, don't get married. That's the means test. That's the rules of welfare. The day but the that bureaucrats my was... don't admit that usually, do they? When you were collecting, well, weren't the people serious? And Well, no, they weren't serious, but they didn't admit it out in public, maybe. My caseworker is the one that told me that if anyone ever asked, did she come to my house, to make sure that I didn't live beyond what they were paying me, just pretend that I did uh, because she wanted to go to lunch with her girlfriends. She's part of the problem. One aspiring actress who lives in a poor neighborhood in Los Angeles made this video mocking the welfare system. State of California, I need to warn ya. Free welfare, free dental, free food. Mama says she can't take me to school. Why am I hungry and we get free food? Free housing, free daycare, free clothes. This is where the taxpayer money goes. All you have to do is And nine months later, you're getting a big buck. But all you... Sorry, what we bleeped obviously was a, a word for sexual intercourse. Her point is that having more babies wins you benefits. It's absolutely true. You get pregnant, you get a check. And before welfare reform, which I consulted on, you get pregnant even at 14, 15, 16, not only do you get a check, you get a housing voucher to move out of your parents' setting. It's sad. But do you think a 14-year-old girl says, I'm going to get pregnant because I'm going to get this monthly check? I think that what we've done is incentivize this type of behavior. Remember, these folks have been conditioned to believe that they are victims. So when you're 14 years old and you live in a housing project because your mama was 14 when she got pregnant with you and you look out at your options, a broken school, a broken environment, a tragedy of the commons, then yes, you could then say, why not just live for today? The next thing you know, you're pregnant. And the next thing you know, you're in that same cycle of dependency. And yet, if a politician dares suggest change, cutting benefits, the media and the left, are they the same thing? Uh, they act outraged. <laughs> there are other things uh, that could be on the table before you, you pick a program that is feeding the nation's poor children. How insensitive and cold can you get? And Star, how insensitive and cold you must be to suggest these cuts. 
<laughs> it's the best medicine ever. It's a cancer in our society, and the people that are promoting to keep the status quo are the very part of the system that's not working. We declared a war on poverty, and trillions of dollars later, we have a collapse of marriage. We have communities that are in total ruin, and yet you have the likes of those voices we just heard that keep insisting that we continue this madness. All right, so you can email me at Lou, L-O-U, at nilhostagesradio.com. Or you can send me your email on a text at 530-713-1838. And I can send you the petitions. You do not have to be a registered voter. You do not have to be 18 years of age. We're simply going to submit these petitions. I think it's on June 8th at both supervisors' meetings in the two counties saying that that we have been damaged by this doctor. We do not want her anymore. We don't have any confidence in her. We don't have any trust in her. She's not doing the job that that the health officer is supposed to do, dealing with, with serious communicable diseases like tuberculosis, HIV, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, dealing with uh, a lot of hard drugs like fentanyl, and uh, dealing with hard drugs like heroin, uh, methamphetamine. She's not dealing in it. She's ignoring all that to push a political agenda. She needs to go. We need to say she needs to go. Do they have to pay any attention to us? They do not. Some people say, eh, if you need to submit the, pe- the petition, they don't have to do what you do. We just ought to threaten them. Oh, we ought to just threaten the supervisors. That's real republicanism. That's a real republic. People are so crazy. They talk off the top of their head. Yeah, the supervisors represent us. So if you, not everybody's going to come to the meeting. If you give them a list of 6,000 people or 2,000 people in each county or 4,000 people, it's, it's, a, it's a perspective on we want, we want somebody else, right? Honestly, people, it's uh, there's you know, there's a reason why we don't get more change happen in this country from a conservative point of view, as most people are just so damn stupid and and will undermine one another because their egos are so massive. They want attention. They want power. They want to jerk people around. They just want to screw people over. It's unbelievable. So here's the deal. Dr. Lou is telling the Little League. Some guy named Tom McKinney. I don't even think the guy knows Jack Diddley about medical. And so he's carrying water for Dr. Lou. Probably they're, you know, all these bureaucrats are holding everybody over the fire. What's the fire that you're over? Is you're going to lose your job? Supervisors, they say, well, we're going to lose some money. We're going to lose some money from Sacramento if we don't do everything. You know, I'm just wondering how far they would go. Well, we got to wear a mask because they'll fine us $90,000 from OSHA. I said, when are you going to tell them to F off? Just tell the governor to F off. Fine us all you want. We're not going to pay it. I'm going to play, pay you, play you a clip from a guy named Tony Roman who has a, a very famous restaurant down in Huntington Beach. I'm going to play it here in about 30 minutes. 
And he talks directly into the mic, into the camera, to to Governor Newsom. You know something? He is a throwback to when men were real men. A lot of you men act like not even a real woman. You act like just a damn sissy. That's what you act like. Oh, well, the, the governor is going to like, he's not going to give us our CARES money or, or this money or that money. When are you going to say, some of you actually are under the illusion you have freedom right now. I don't feel like I'm free anymore. I can't get on that Southwest Airline flight without a mask. A lot of places are, are wanting you to, my friend just flew to Slovenia. She said she had to produce a $500 PCR test. And then she's been stopped all the way across by police, interrogators, all kinds of people asking her. She said, when I get back, I'm going to raise all kinds of hell. So I don't know what to say. But they're requiring these kids to put on a mask to sit in the dugout. When will the kids stand up? Will the kids have to stand up and say their parents are pussies? And just say, I'm not going to wear the damn mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear this mask. Why do I wear this mask? Even young kids could understand a sharp doctor. There's no doctors out there telling them masks are saving their lives. It's a total fraud, people. The virus has played itself out. It had nothing to do with standing six feet apart, staying, staying away from restaurants. Do you know how stupid it must look? For people to have to leave the inside of a restaurant and then put up a tent and get in another plastic room. You move out a room made of sheetrock and wood and steel and then go outside and sit in a plastic room with the wind blowing, flapping everything around and sitting inside another room with the same group of people you would sit inside a room. Are you telling me you believe that's true, that somehow COVID's not going to be there? Or somehow if you go to the casino that it's it's somehow better in the casino, that COVID gives this casino a break, but you can't go in and, and eat in, a, in a, any of these restaurants in Yuba City, Marysville, Yuba County Center? You, you really believe that's true? This, this doctor is creating these stupid rules, enforcing these rules. Why don't we just stand up and say in Yuba, Sutter County, we want to be free. We want to eat where we want, drink where we want. Play ball where we want, play football where we want, take as many people, pack the joint out. Why don't we stand up? Have you just lost your backbone? We have had millions of people die in this country, defending this country, and you're just going to like, oh, yeah, I'll wear three masks. You want me to wear a condom? You want me to change my hair to pink? You want me to sit 14 feet apart? You want me to try to have sex and not touch each other? Can't you see the incredible inconsistencies everywhere? Are you too stupid? Are you just totally? I, I, I am amazed. I'm seeing people drive down the street with a mask on. It's just the most absurd, crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. So now all the little leaguers got to wear these masks. Now I want you to just examine. We're in the first inning. We get done with three outs. <clears throat> And we have to switch people. The people up got to go to the field. So what do they do? They got Where are they going to hang their masks? And how do we know which mask was ours when we come back? Because we got to hang our mask in a certain spot. Well, do we hang it or we just lay it down on the bench where it gets dirty? 
And we took it off our little sweaty faces because it's going to be sweaty pretty soon. Sweaty faces. We put it. And what if we get it mixed up with Johnny's? What if Jose gets his mixed up with Johnny's? And then they get, uh uh-oh, are we going to, like, write our names on our masks? Are we going to have a little plastic bag to put all the masks in? Each Each one gets a plastic bag, and that's where we have the name on them? On and off, on and off, on and off, on and off for nine innings. On and off, on and off, on and off. Then they drop one in the dirt. Then you got to go to get a fresh one. I'm asking this. Don't you, aren't you concerned about this? If this is so damn hazardous, why don't we have a hazardous collection spot, right? It's just like with with, uh, needles that we use, we have a sharp box, right? Sharpie box to drop them in because they're hazardous. And they're dangerous at the hospital. When we take waste off of people where they have body fluids and blood and stuff and, and some kind of, some kind of flesh, we put in a biohazard bag and they take it and dispose it in a separate spot and separate procedures. If this is so dangerous, why don't we collect all the masks and take them to the stericycle thing? The biohazard thing. But masks are everywhere. In fact, they're now they say there's millions of masks that have drifted into the ocean. What are we doing about Where's all the environmentalists? I'm telling you people, this has nothing, nothing. Can you get it? Zero. Make a zero with your finger and your thumb. Zero, zero, zero. Nothing, nothing, nothing to do with your health. It has to do with your brain, your spirit. You're, you're, they're sucking the life right out of you your brain and your spirit you're becoming a zombie nothing more than a totalitarian zombie that will do anything do you know they're building camps right now they're talking they just passed a law in new york to build a camp that if they if they consider you infected or a resistor and you're endangering other people they're going to put you in a camp you know people are screaming at people in our conservative ubicetter area oh you're going to get me sick you're not sensitive to me people have lost their ever-loving minds they forgot they had an immune system and they're now thinking that they're totally their immune system has been compromised they don't have an immune system their bone marrow is gone everything is gone Everything to run their systems is gone. And now they're depending on a piece of paper. Somebody told me, I forget where they went in and they wouldn't wear a mask. And they said, listen, they said, we don't have masks. We don't do masks. And they said, listen, these guys had bandanas on their mouth. They had bandanas for God's sake. And they said, you get a bandana. Just, they said, just go out. and get, They said, we got to have you com- complicit. Just go outside and get a T-shirt and just put it over your head. This is how stupid ignoramuses, nutso people. They've lost their ever-loving mind. They just are sissies. They've been raised to be these, uh, they're spineless people. They don't even deserve to be called Americans. They should go to some other country and be called just nutso pussies. I don't know what to call them. They just are, they're totally weird. They're weird people. I'm just, you know what I like? I run with some normal people. They hug each other, they shake hands, they high-five, they kiss each other, they sit next to each other, they they have food together, share share the bowl, pull a little food out, put it on your plate, share, pass it along, family style. That's normal, right? For God's sake. 
Little League, forcing. What are you teaching your kids? You think, oh, I don't want my kid to miss Little League, so I'm going to force him to wear a mask. What are you teaching him? Oh, I want him to experience a hitting a ball. Screw the ball. Screw the bat. You're teaching to be complicit to a communist government. We need to teach them to be resistors. We need to take them and take that mask and shove it in the mouth of that Thomas McKinney. Shove it in the mouth of those Little League leaders and say, to hell with your Little League. Shove it up your ass. The whole Little League program. You you parents, what are you teaching your kids? Tell me what are you teaching your kids? Go to school and sit in a plastic box. Get your temperature te- checked. Their kids are those those people taking taking all that stuff are medical people. We got all these people trying to force masks. That's a medical thing. You're violating HIPAA rules. They're violating the law. These people like Dr. Lou, they should, somebody should just smash her car, bust her up, and send her out of this town. We need, I'm telling you people, they're gonna get, you're either going to get them or they're going to get you. They're getting your kids. They're jerking your kids around. They're wanting to test your kids. They're going to, if you, if they don't test out right, if they don't, if you don't give them the vaccine, if you don't give them the PCR test, they're going to put them, they'll take their kids from you. I'm telling you, check out the, just go Google New York. They just passed a bill that if they think you're not compliant, they will put you in a, in a camp till they feel you're not dangerous anymore. What's dangerous mean? Dangerous is you're not compliant. It's just, you're not going wrong with the system. The COVID thing is just a way to get control of you. And now they're using our sports to do that. And parents are so stupid. Some of my Christian friends who spent all their life teaching their kids out of the Bible, send them and pay the government 40000 a year, $30,000 a year to, help, to have them to, to tell the same kids that God is dead, that your parents are nuts. Are you... Do you see what I'm saying? People have lost their minds. Send their kid to a public university that mocks Jesus. How do you think that's going to wash when you have to answer to the Lord and you have to say, yeah, I sent my kid and actually paid them to tell them that Jesus was nuts or Jesus was dead or Jesus was not tr- a truly God in the flesh. And you're going you're gonna to say that's what you did as a supposed Christian parent? You're not Christian. You're religious. You're a religious nut. You expose your, you, oh, I don't want to send my kid to church in the Sunday school. He might get molested. Oh, really? You send your kids to a little league? Are they background checked? There have been so many people molested by little league coaches, other coaches, all kinds of people. And then they go down to a university and get molested, mentally molested and jerked around by these college professors. I'm telling you, they're perverts down there, people. I was down there in Sac State, University of Sacramento, whatever they want to call it, back in the 70s. They were perverts then. It was so weird down there. People were undermining the United States government, mocking the United States, collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars a year smoking weed on campus, doing acid on campus. Nobody would arrest them. They got away with murder down there, mocking, undermining everything that was generating them millions of dollars. They were making, they had a cash cow. Those, those guys weren't even working a 40 hour week. Those gals and guys and gals, those professors down there had taught a couple classes 
and cashed in big money and just mocked the government, mocked all the hardworking people that sent their kids down there to school. It's totally disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Little League. What's most important? What are you teaching your kids to just bend over, take it up the backside anytime the government wants to give it to them? It's a shame. You shouldn't even call yourselves an American. Change your name. Change change the country. Tell, tell them you're a totalitarian communist. You're authoritarian. You're just a pussy. You're not an American. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I I just uh, it just it it totally blows my mind that they're they're forcing school kids. It's interesting to me. We used to call this child abuse. They'd go into your home. Oh, it's not clean enough. Oh, you're not feeding your kids enough. Oh, where, where's your kid? Oh, you're not following them around enough. I know there's child abuse. I've seen it. I've been out in those homes. I'm I'm not seeing it from afar. I'm involved. I I know there's child neglect. I know there's people do, doing dope right in front of their kids. I know. It's not anything comparable to what the government is doing right now. You talk about what's been done to our kids in the last year. People should be shot for what's been done to our kids. Shot. Forget trials. Forget going to prison. They should be shot for what's been done to our kids. They didn't save our kids from anything. They tormented our kids. Some of our kids killed themselves. Some of them used dope, got strung out on heroin. For what? A fraudulent illness? They they cracked up COVID like it was some kind of typhoid fever or something like that, going to kill everybody? Total crock of crap. And the medical community will never be held uh, in high esteem again. The medical community, not only are they liars, they're pussies. They won't even stand up. I mean, a doctor could be a total pervert, weirdo, uh, full of malpractice, and fellow doctors will not even call him out. What kind of people is that? What kind of doctor system is that? It's the same way with the Bar Association. There's Most attorneys are full-on liar, cheats, scam artists. And other, other attorneys, well, you know, they passed the bar, and we took, we took these ethical rules, and we can't speak out. Baloney. Baloney. What happened to people that got some guts, that got a, that got a brain that could stand up and say, this wrong? That's wrong what you're doing. It's terrible what you're doing. That's why we're in the fix we're in in California right now. A year of disastrous policies because very few people would stand up. Supervisors are the leading pussies. And then you have medical people that have high, amazing amounts of education and intelligence. I just, it just, it's very disappointing. It's, it's, it's beyond disappointing to me. Where are the leaders? Is everybody going to follow everybody over the cliff here? Is that what we're doing here? Everybody going to follow everybody over the cliff? I just, it's unbelievable what's going on. Unbelievable. 
When are you going to stand up? People are still confused. You're, if you're watching mainstream media, you have lost your mind. No wonder you can't find your way out of the... <laughs> I don't even... I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of... I'm at a loss for words. People that are... I, People that are watching the mainstream media, honestly, you just as well hook yourself up and just shock your brain crazy. You're a total moron. Zombie. God help us all. God help us all. It's amazing to me. I've been, I've been, I was a convert out of drug, drug abuse in the, in the uh, early seventies. And I was not raised in church and to see what's happened to the churches. I, my, my mouth just drops. I, I just think they're useless. They are non-essential. I'll be right back. Call Lincoln. At Lincoln, we got three rooms full of great carpeting for just 29 Although you might not believe it, I was once a highly paid executive for a major electronics firm. I'd come home exhausted every evening with a nagging headache and jagged nerves. Well, all of that has changed now that I've learned about welfare. Thanks to welfare, I've quit my job. I sleep until noon, watch television all day, and I still get a check every month in the mail. Why, I even save money at the checkout counter thanks to Welfare's convenient food stamp program. And, unlike unemployment, the benefits never run out. You don't even have to speak English or be a U.S. citizen to qualify. Sound incredible? Well, it's true. If you'd like to find out more about Welfare, just pick up your phone and dial toll-free 1-800-WELFARE. That's all there is to it. Operators are standing by now at 1-800-W-E-L-F-A-R-E. Don't spend another week at work. Call now. Welfare. It's not just a benefit. It's a way of living. Sponsored by the United States government. The black, the black poverty rate declined from 87% in 1940 to 47% in 1960 prior to the expansion of the welfare state that began in the 1960s under the Johnson administration. There was a far more modest decline in the poverty rate among blacks after the war on poverty began, close quote. How could that have been? Well, it, it, could, be, it could be because uh, the things that they thought was, were gonna help did not help, and in many cases made things much worse. Uh, one would be the welfare state, uh, which provide, and, and the other would be things like minimum wages, which just price people out of their jobs. It's amazing how that simple concept never seems to get through to so many people. Mm. All right, crime. And in this case, you're writing not only about African-Americans, but about low-income people generally. In the United States, murder rates, rates of infection among, with venereal diseases, and rates of teenage pregnancies were among the social pathologies whose steep declines, declines were suddenly reversed in the 1960s. Nowhere was rampant violence and other social pathology as common among low-income people in the first half of the 20th century 
when they were more deprived, as in the second half when the welfare state had made them better off in material terms, close quote. Again, it's not the intention of anybody mm -hmm. enacting the welfare state to cause increases in violence, mm. but it happened. Yes. What was the disconnect between intentions and what emerged? Oh, heavens, uh, they, they, they misdiagnosed the causes of things and therefore uh, they misdiagnosed the effect uh, to, to, to expect. For example, in the case uh, of uh, venereal diseases, sex education was introduced on a mass basis in the 1960s. And when the arguments for doing it were one, to reduce the level of, uh, of, of venereal diseases and of uh, teenage unwanted pregnancies. Uh, and both those things had been going down on their own. That is, uh, and by 1960, the uh, rate of infection for venereal diseases was something like half of what it was in 1950. And then they, they bring in the sex education, and it turns around and shoots up. Among blacks, uh, under homicide rates among black males declined by 18% in the 1940s, by 22% in the 1950s, and then skyrocketed in the 1960s, wiping out all that progress. And they, they had a different view of the world, and their view just did not meet the test of time. Mm. One more instance of this kind of retrogression, the family. Again, discrimination and disparities. As of 1960, this one, I just find this one heartbreaking. As of 1960, two-thirds of all black American children were living with both parents. That declined over the years until only one-third were living with both parents in 1995. Among black families in poverty, 85% of the children had no father present. Close yeah. quote. So it's not the legacy of Slavery. slavery that destroys the African-American it's, 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 the, it's the legacy of the welfare state. And by the way, we see Ill illegitimacy rates rising among everybody. Yeah, and, and in other countries. And, mm. you know, the, the, the very same thing in England. Uh, and, and what's the mechanism? Why does the welfare state dissolve the family structure? For one thing, uh, it makes it unnecessary for fathers to uh, support their, their, their offspring. And in fact, it makes it counterproductive in many cases. A very poor man who, who might be able to support his family realizes his family will be better off without him. But on the other hand, someone who's str strictly irresponsible, either the man or the woman or both, now pays no price for being irresponsible. The, the taxpayers pay the price. And actually, the, the harm done to the taxpayers, which is serious, still is not, com not comparable to the harm done to the, pe to the families, especially the children. To the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, Moynihan was, was uh, excoriated for pointing this out. 1965 uh, the Moynihan Report. That's right, yes. the Moynihan Report. What, and and what, what is, so people did, took this as a, as a way of uh, putting, putting down blacks. What they don't understand was that, one, Moynihan was a scholar who knew that his own group, the Irish Americans, had that very same problem at the beginning of the 20th century. And more importantly, Moynihan's own father deserted the family when he was 10 years old. Oh, I didn't know that. He and his brother were out shining shoes in Times Square and Central Park to try to bring in some, a few pennies to help, help the, keep the house going. And so where they'd been living in this wonderful suburban area, suddenly they were in a very rough neighborhood and they were shining shoes in Times Square to try to, try to make ends meet. And so he understood that this was one heck of a problem that, that people should be warned about. And he was simply excoriated.
All right. So, I want to read this. This is a somebody, I don't even know who wrote this, but I thought it was very good. You know, the guy that wrote, or woman, I don't know what it was. If you don't understand your history, you're probably going to repeat it. Man, if that isn't true. And so the dumbing down in American school system has been a real gutting of our his- history, our sense of history, our understanding of history, what our philosophical roots are, our moorings, our anchor, where we came from, the Judeo-Christian belief system, and all the philosophical bents that went into that. So when we lose that, we lose everything, and they've done everything possible the socialist system that's running our schools the unions somebody said the other day they were sad to see the superintendent of schools a lady named asumi asumi i've never met her i thought who would want to try to manage our schools right now whether you like them or not whether you're the same party you like or not who would want to do this it's horrible I want to go to work where I feel like at the end of the day, I really did something good. That's why I've done some of the things I've been involved in over my life. I just didn't want to work and make money. I didn't really care much about money. I want to do something I felt relevant, was relevant, good, healthy, help society. I I thought of Mrs. Miss Asumi, whatever she is, married or not. And I, I felt bad for her. You think, oh, well, she, people are like freaking out. Ah, oh, she made almost $300,000 a year. They all make $200,000 a year. What's the point? I felt bad for her as a human being, you know? She studied, studied hard, worked her way through the, the ranks of the school system, became a, became a this, became a that, became a something else, and ended up becoming a superintendent, Right. And then you just have a horrible experience. They all say the same thing. Well, I've been very proud to serve. You know, I've just been a, the pinnacle of my career. It's bullshit. At the end of the day, you just think, this has been a total pain in the rear. Total pain in the rear, man. Dealing with the union. Listen, don't, don't, think you're, don't get under any uh, deception here. This entire school system are run by communists. Not every teacher is. Some some of my friends are teaching this system. They're good people. They're Christian people. They care about kids. They love kids. But the people behind the unions that are running the unions are communists. Don't ever fool yourself that they're not. And they have gutted the curriculum. There's nothing in that curriculum for your kid. There's nothing there. They don't care about your kids. You know, when they have these... Um, when they have these... Um, Big conferences, union conferences, teachers' union conferences. Go look at them if you ever see any posted lectures on YouTube. They don't ever talk about any kids there. What can we do to improve our kids, help our kids, make them sharper, better thinkers, wiser, healthier, more moral, upstanding citizens? No, 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 no. You'll never hear a lecture like that. It's all about what we're getting out of this. We need more money. We need less hours. We need better work conditions. We need to be able to work. We need to work distance learning. You know, 
it's just people need to the system. And I don't know about other states. Some of you are listening to this or in other states. I can't speak for your state. I just been I, I went through the California school system and the school system today is just totally gutted. It's totally polluted. It's ridiculous. Right. They're taking kids off to get abortions, sex changes. They want to they want to give them chemicals to change their hormones. Uh, they want to put boys into girls locker rooms, vice versa. It's it's just a total weirdo. They're a bunch of weirdos. Fifty years ago, they put these people that are that are talking this way in a in a mental institution, folks. These these people are mental. They're tweaked, and they're not even doing any meth. They're tweaked. They're nutso. Somebody was at telling me that the kid was their kid was being asked what pronoun they wanted to go by. Do you want to be called her or him? It's a little girl told me the guy was telling me yesterday. yesterday. Do you want your, why would you want your kid exposed to that? That's child abuse. The government right now is the biggest abuser. They teach classes on bullying. They're the biggest abusers around. They're the biggest abusers around. That's just the way it is. I need to check something here. And uh, just to make sure, I'm going to play you a clip that I forgot to play. One, let's see, one, two, three. Okay, I'm going to play it next time. I gotta, I'm going to play this Tony Roman clip that I love. And uh, I forgot to play it last week. So let me get back here and I'll just go on to my thing. I want to I read this perspective to you. It says, let's see, one, two. Two, three, four. Just make, I've lost track here on my counter. My counter got off a little bit. Says, let me read this to you. This is a person. I want you to get you, get the perspective. I want to give you some uh, numbers here. So it says, for a small amount of perspective at this moment, imagine you were born in 1900. Okay, think about this. 1900. And it says, when you are 14, that's 1914, so born in 1900, you're 14 years of age, and it's 1914. When you were, 19, when you were 14, World War I begins and ends on your 18th birthday. And in that four or five years, 22 million people have been killed. That's how much World War I took. Later in that same year, when World War I ended, the Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and continues until you are 20 years of age. Okay? So we just finished year 14. Those are pretty impressionable years right in there. And the war starts, and you're living as a—you're not in the war. You're just living and hearing about it. You hear people getting killed, and 22 million people were killed worldwide then. Later, Spanish flu hits. And that continues— from your 18th birthday to your 20th birthday, and 50 million people die from that worldwide in two years. 50 million. Okay? Then, uh, now that's, uh, let's see, that's later in the year, so it's 18, so we're 20. But then a few years go by, and now you're 29. And the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25%. Global GDP, that's gross domestic product. That's amount, that's the, what we actually produce as humans. The global, glo the global 
production as humans drops 27%. That runs until you were 33 years of age. So so you had a break there from when you're 20 to about 29 from the Spanish flu to to the Depression. But then for about four or five years until you're 33, the country nearly collapses along with the world economy. When you turn 39, so that's 10 years from the 29 to 39, then the World War II starts at 39. You aren't even over the hill yet, and, and, and all this has happened. So you had World War I. You started with World War I when you were 14. Then you got the Spanish flu. Then you got the Depression. Now you've got World War II, and you're just 39. When you're 41, the United States is fully pulled, fully involved in World War II. Between your 39th and 45th birthday, 75 million people perish in the war, and the Holocaust takes 6 million of them. The Holocaust. That means the intentional, the intentional genocide, the intentional uh, torture, the intentional experimentation. It's just like what happened here in Yuba Sutter County. We have had the intentional manipulation, experimentation, and uh, tweaking with people's lives. It's been all intentional. It's been torture. It's been a level of psychological torture. That's exactly what they did to the Jews during the Holocaust. They lied to them. They put them in in, uh, camps, held them, played with them medically, just like Dr. Lewis played with people medically, toyed with people medically. Told them to wear masks, don't take any remedies, just stay in your house. My next-door neighbor, she told him, stay in your house, stay in your room, stay in your room. This is a guy, the 30-year-old guy. Stay in your room, don't come out of your room, and don't take any medication, don't need any medication. Just if you get really sick, then we'll, uh, we'll put you in the ICU. Oh, that's really good. Put you on a ventilator, kill you. Frankenstein Lou we got over there. At 52... The Korean War begins. This guy's been through, or this gal's been through, World War I, the Spanish flu, depression, unemployment, bad unemployment, World War II. Then, when he gets to be 52, the Korean War starts, and another 5 million people perish. At 64, the Vietnam War starts, and it doesn't end for for it's like 10 years for the United States. 4 million people died in that conflict. We're talking all kinds of people, right? Military people, civilians, right? The Vietnamese people that just got stuck in a war. Approaching your 62nd birthday, before you get to 64, approaching your 62nd birthday, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis, a tipping point in the Cold War. Life on our planet, as we know it, could well have ended, but the leaders we had at that time ended it. Now, I want you to think about your life, how you started, and what you've been through. Now we're going through this thing called COVID. Some people say we're never going to end out of COVID. My friend runs the thing called the COVID Times, Dan. He runs the COVID Times. They put out... His wife is a medical doctor, and they put out a informational. It's kind of like a documentary in a newspaper on COVID. They put out four or five issues now. It's amazing. If everybody read that, they should be totally clear that we have a criminal 
running our health department called Dr. Lou. She's like a Goebbels, a German Goebbels. So anyway, now we're in a situation where the government is now, oh, well, let me, let me figure, finish this. So as you turn 75, this is the person that started at 14. You followed them all the way through their life. At 75, the Vietnam War finally ends. Remember, I told you it was about 10 years old. Think of everyone on the planet born in 1900. I want you to think of yourself born in 1900. All the things I just said you had to go, you're going to go through. They didn't know they're going to go through that when they started out. How do you think, how, do, how would you survive all that? A kid in 1985 didn't think their 1985, uh, sorry, a kid in 1985 didn't think their 85-year-old grandparent understood how, how hard things were. <laughs> this is so hilarious, man. When young people look at old people, they think they're just an old fart. They, they don't know jack about these people. And these people look at these young people, they're just such sissies, total sissies. So this 85-year-old guy in 1985... And the people look at him, they did have no idea what this person has gone through. Yet those grandparents and now great-grandparents survived through everything listed that I just read to you. The person writes, perspective is an amazing art. Let's try and keep things in perspective. Let's be smart, help each other out, and we will get through all this. Maybe we will, and maybe we won't get through all this. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. You know, I keep I keep hearing that there's some um, there's a chance that there may be some movement to overthrow the taking away of our uh, gun rights through having to go get a permit to get a gun and use a gun and and get ammo and all this stuff. And there's a desire among some to have a Second Amendment sanctuary county in Yuban Sutter counties. In Iowa, I wrote an article about this. You can look at it at Live with Lou about the uh, Iowa governor, the the uh, Senate and, and uh, Assembly in Iowa voting to make it uh, lawful to carry a concealed weapon without a concealed weapon permit as long as you're a lawful person. In other words, if you're not a felon or you haven't violated your rights to carry a gun. And so they passed that. And so they're one of 18 or 19 states now that have, uh, yeah, there's 19 states that now have removed the concealed weapon permit. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Iowa. If you have to ask permission of the government, you don't have a right any longer. You get that? Wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. So if I can pull this up, my friend uh, sent me, there's a resolution coming for the, uh, oh, shoot. Now I can't, it's not, it's not easily coming up here. I'll have to look at it at the break and see if I can 
open it up. Hold on here. Let me see. Sheriff, adopt a resolution. Okay, go over here. Oh, the doggone thing. The right of the people to support of the second. He, the sheriff of Yuba County wants to have a resolution passed. Uh, I can't open the doggone resolution is the problem. Okay, it won't open. Okay. Well, it won't open. So here's the deal. If you want to look at it, on the Yuba County Board uh, Supervisor's Agenda, number 25. No, it's not 25. It's uh, number 26. Sheriff Corner, adopt a resolution in support of the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. I, I, can't, I can't read it because I can't open it. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Maybe I can open it some other time. I don't know. Anyway, what we're working on is to remove all the restrictions on to having carry a gun. Because our, I'll tell you what's going on throughout the country. In the states that can get away with it, they're ignoring the Constitution, and they're just making up regulations and laws that violate the Constitution. And they get away with it because unless you contest it at the high court level, like the Supreme Court of the California or the state or the Supreme Court of the United States, they get away with it. It's the same way they got away with an illegal tax ordinance called Measure K. And even when the local judge says this is an illegal ordinance, it's in, I invalidate it. They just appealed it. The, the county supervisors and Robert Bendorf, knowing it was illegal, they appealed it to the... Uh, to the appellate court in Sacramento. And because of COVID, we're just sitting here and they collect $14,000 a day on an illegal tax. So they get, so now what this resolution means, it really doesn't mean a thing until they're willing to change the laws and allow this to be a second. It's a, it's interesting that, that liberals can get away with these sanctuary cities, right? What do they do sanctuary cities for pedophiles, rapists, Murders, people that don't even belong in this country, they're from another country. I don't have any problem with people coming here as long as they come here legally. But they can break into this country, rape somebody, and uh, get out on bail, or even not have bail. They just let them out. It's a no-cash bail system now. And they can just live in these cities, don't pay any taxes, and just freeload on everybody, right? So why can't we have a, why can't we ignore all the laws just like they ignore all the laws on illegals and just ignore all the laws that the federal government has come up with? We're a state, so we can just ignore all the laws and just say we're a county and we don't, we're a sanctuary county for the Second Amendment. Now, there are some sanctuary county operations, uh, like when Virginia, they were going to pass all those I think it was in Virginia, not West Virginia, all those laws in Virginia to take away gun rights. All these counties created themselves into Second Amendment counties and withstood the governor. So let me see if I'm one, two, three, four. Okay, Uh, we're about out of time here. And um, my counter got off. I wasn't paying attention. I'm kind of having a hard time keeping track of things tonight. And things aren't working smooth, but I got a lot of good stuff to talk about. So we're in good shape no matter what happens. 
we'll, we have we have uh, the A plan, then we got B plan, C plan, etc., etc., etc. So uh, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a quick break here. We're halfway through the show. That's three segments. I got some good clips here, and so this next segment I think is when we're going to play the Tony Roman clip. And it's going to really encourage you. It encourages me. Okay? We'll be right back. idea that we lock down society for a full full year uh in in trying to control the, the spread of the disease that is not consistent with how we've dealt with any pandemic in the last hundred years focus protection is not exactly. anything new so, so you identify the folks who are at risk give them tools to reduce and mitigate their risk consistent with their human rights that's what you do that's the lockdown harms are worse than covid it's because mm-hmm. we're harming our kids we're harming the poor with the lockdowns in ways that are almost impossible to recover from Anyone that studies public health understands that uh, public health is a complicated thing. It's a human thing. People are connected to one another. You can't just simply isolate infection control from every other aspect of people's lives. It is an inhuman approach, but humans aren't like that. People are complicated. They need many, many things, much more than just infection control. They need connection to other people. They need uh, ability to to, make a living for their family. They need um, to, to, to uh, t- time with one another. They need all kinds of things. And thinking about what those things are is, is should be what public health is about. We basically threw out a, a, a generation of knowledge that we had been worked so hard to build up about how to deal with something like this. And we threw it out the window. Uh, none of this is normal. Um, and it has great psychological and medical and other kinds of consequences. I still think of this as the biggest public health mistake, these lockdowns as the biggest public health mistake we've ever made. And the harm to people is catastrophic. Poor people, people who don't have a voice to speak up uh, and, and complain. I spent my career trying to understand how, how policies can help or hurt vulnerable people. Every poor person in the face of the earth has been harmed by these lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I just feel an obligation to speak up for that. It's, it's one thing if this was the only possible policy. Mm-hmm. Then, then, that would, then, that, then I would have stayed silent, right? Um, but I think there's an alternate policy that will reduce the total amount of harm. The vilification of scientists who disagree with the lockdown ideology has been, I mean, unprecedented in my life. I mean, just, I've never, very, very prominent scientists, friends of mine, brilliant scientists, like there's this uh, gentleman, Johnny Anides, who's, uh, I mean, if you go back and look, he's probably the most highly cited scientist in the world, actually, even more than most Nobel Prize winners. Um, and yet he, he, everything he, every time he writes anything, he gets this like cadre of people uh, very unfairly attacking him, maligning him. Um, I, I, other scientists, young scientists have been writing to me, telling me how difficult it is for them to, to say anything because they're scared that that will happen to them. Scientists are human too. Um, and there's been explicit calls for censorship of science by other prominent scientists. Right. You have to conduct science the way it should be conducted, which involves disagreement and discussion and debate. And science decided during this epidemic to stop that. It's right. like we decided to stop doing science altogether. It's very, very strange. It would be good, I think, to have a vaccine to use for, for very vulnerable people. But, this is a really important but, nobody else needs this thing. 
your body and my body, I'm not vulnerable. I'm not going to be made seriously ill and die. It would be an astonishing thing, one in a million. Maybe. You don't vaccinate the population because one in a million people might have a bad outcome. What you do is you look at people who are vulnerable and you offer them the vaccine with the word offer. Informed consent is important. So it's not necessary. And it's an appalling misuse of, uh, or of, of a public platform for people to suggest that the only way we all get our lives back is if we mass vaccinate the population. Something very smelly is going on. But the main problem I have with it, as you mentioned, is this no notion of mandate, being mandated or even coerced. So you don't have to, but you can't travel if you don't. That's the sort of thing. You, you, I, I want your viewers to know that that's illegal under international law, that after the Second World War, uh, atrocities of, of Dr. Mengele and other, other doctors in Japan, where they performed experiments on humans that led to their deaths. We and others in the post-war consensus led to uh, an international law that says uh, that no medical procedure may be performed on a human being without their informed consent, and they must benefit from it, and about 10 other things, but that's basically at the heart of it. Your government doesn't have the right to override that law. So if people are saying you've got to, Otherwise, you can't, you can't go shopping, or you can't go to work or travel. Take them to court. Absolutely illegal. and No one should stand for it. But, but to say again, I'm pro well characterized vaccines. If you're elderly, frightened and vulnerable and it's available, I would say work with your doctor, consider it. Maybe you should. But everybody else, you don't need it. And something very odd is going on. What we have right now is an experimental biological immune modulatory injection. We are injecting people with a synthetic sequence of nucleic acid. We have never done this on a large scale in human history. mRNA trials in mammals have led to odd cancers. mRNA trials on mammals have led to autoimmune diseases, not right away, six, nine, 12 months later. So this is what we're doing right now are not approved vaccines. And so everybody, how do you create demand? You create scarcity. Oh gosh, we can't get a shot, we can't get a shot. Well, it's a beautiful marketing ploy to be able to say, gosh, there, there's a low supply, so everybody wants it now. Well, everybody may want it, but the long-term safety data is not there. 50% of healthcare providers are absolutely not getting this injection, and that's a reason. We don't trust the data. The Fox guarded the hen house. The companies did their own data. There were no independent observer groups looking at the data. You know, do the shots decrease severity of disease and hospitalization? Well, they seem to be but they don't fall under the definition of creating pure immunity and preventing transmission. If you're immune after an injection, why in the world would you still have to mask and social distance? That is an admission that they don't know that it's a vaccine, and that's an absurdity. Um, there's no long-term proven safety. My biggest concern, um, honestly, is, next slide please, Justin is antibody-dependent enhancement reaction. You get a shot, you're fine. Look, it's preventing this, preventing that. With, I'm not anti-vax, not tinfoil hat. I've had lots of vaccines. My kids have had vaccines, so that's fine. But if you get a coronavirus shot, historically SARS, MERS, animal coronaviruses, you get a shot. When you're exposed to a wild-type variant of the virus, six, nine, 12 months later, the immune system can go haywire. In the SARS vaccine trials, in the ferrets and the monkeys, 100%, 100% of the animals when exposed to wild type virus ended up with immune reaction. I am sorry, I'm probably going too long, aren't I? <laughs> if you want to just wrap up your uh, I'll just wrap it up. So the vaccines are an experiment on society. Here's my comment on masks. 
two states, one with masks, the esteemed Governor Nome. Uh, oh, next one. There, that one. All right, masks, business restrictions, no masks, no business restrictions. There's your curve of coronavirus. You can draw, draw your own conclusion as to whether masks do anything. I can tell you they do not. Come some of the work gets kind of hard. This ain't no place to be if you plan on being a star. Let me tell you, it's always cool. And the boss don't mind sometimes if you're at the food, at the car wash. All right, so we're in our fourth segment, and we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna just make some introductory remarks, and then we're gonna listen to an 11 minute <clears throat> monologue by Tony Roman. Tony Roman uh, withstood the governor. He's not the only one throughout the state, but it's only been a handful of people. He runs a place. I don't know the whole. It's an Italian restaurant in Huntington Beach. It's been there for decades. His mom started it, and called Basilicas. And if you go down there to Huntington Beach, stop in there and spend some money with Tony. And uh, they, I understand they have great food. I've, I've only been in Huntington Beach once, uh, but I didn't get out to eat there. I think I ate it with my daughter at the Cheesecake Factory or something. But if I go again, I'm going to go to Tony's and spend some money with him. But uh, one of the ladies I met, Peggy Hall, who has her own website and um, that called thehealthyamerican.org, I think it is. It, you should go and subscribe there and donate some money to Peggy Hall. She has incredible videos uh, that will educate you about everything healthy. She was a 30-year professor at UC Irvine and teaching teachers, and she is a very bright person. And she's been up here in the Yuba Center area and spoke up here. She's probably going to be back pretty soon. But she is personal friends with the Romans. So I'm going to play this clip. It's uh, 11 minutes long, but it's uh, it should it should grip you. Uh, this is a patriot. This is a person that sees things really clearly, and he actually has a backbone and he's got fight. So um, I'm just going to let this. I'm going to kind of make a couple more comments and then let this thing kick off here and give it to you 11 minutes and i'll come back and we'll finish up segment segments are 20 minutes so uh we'll start and we'll start right now to the judge presiding over my hearing today and everyone else watching hi i'm tony roman of basilico's pasta vino in huntington beach california and i'm representing myself in this abc matter i am by nature a very private and even shy person but in march of last year i took a stand and that has since thrust this business into the spotlight. And still, I've tried to always avoid being in front of a camera, but today, I've been left with no choice. By now, many of you may know that we have never complied with any lockdown orders since the very second they were imposed on our state, March 19th, 2020. And most say we have even been provocative in our defiance, not shy about that whatsoever, but instead doing it boldly and proudly when standing for the flag and all it represents. As stated in the first days of our fight, our stand against our government's lockdown tyranny has never been about the right to work, a right to operate a business, having to pay our bills, etc. I understand those needs, but that is secondary. Our fight has always been about something so much bigger than ourselves. Our open defiance has been about only one thing, defending American liberty, our God-given freedoms, those protected under the U.S. Constitution. Because it is always possible to recover financial and business losses, but when treasured freedoms are lost, they are gone forever. 
So instead of running from the lockdowns, we have always felt blessed to have an opportunity to be on the front lines of this fight against the enemies of American freedom. Since day one, we have dedicated our business as a constitutional battleground, and in doing so, we have always been willing to lay everything we have on the line, risking it all in this important battle. Yes, even our very valuable ABC license. That is how we fight. We don't follow lawsuits. Our action of defiance is our lawsuit. I will not leave my destiny in this conflict in the hands of courts and judges. We believe they have no standing in this fight against lockdown tyranny. We have four counts filed by the ABC against us to strip us of our license. We have a criminal case against us. We recently had OSHA show up with the police in an attempt to serve a search warrant on us. I personally received death threats from mass shamers, threats to burn our restaurant down, threats to spread viruses inside our restaurant, and even efforts by celebrities to launch boycotts against us. But we have not flinched and instead have dug in further and continue to hit back harder. We bully the bullies. But I did not pick this fight. I don't even come from the restaurant industry and never intended to run or own a restaurant. My 77-year-old mother, Rosemary, started Basilico's 21 years ago at another spot. And when she fell seriously ill several years back, I wanted to build as a tribute to her a new restaurant, one that would proudly carry on her legacy long into the future. It was a gift from me to her in late 2017. Ironically, in March 2020, in the midst of the early stage of the lockdowns, we were awarded a full liquor license and the lottery upgraded from beer and wine. It was a long process, required a very significant fee, mounds of paperwork, endless applications, thorough background checks, and even fingerprints. Those of you at the ABC who assisted through the complicated process were so good to us, always so helpful, kind, and respectful. But because of the distractions that came with battling the lockdowns, we never had the chance to focus on opening our full bar. We were too busy defending the fort from attacks coming from every direction. So busy doing that, we didn't get around to creating a full bar program and offering full liquor until October, seven months after issuance. And crazy as it sounds, we opened our full bar after the ABC issued the first violations. These alleged administrative and criminal violations included as written the first charge stating that we refuse or willfully do not obey the governor's lockdown executive orders. That one based on the circumstances we wear as a badge of honor but the other accusing us of keeping a disorderly house, causing a disturbance to the neighborhood with intent on causing injury to public morals, health convenience and safety is ridiculous. And you and everyone know it. And if we were such a risk, then why did your agency wait several months to have our hearing when all the while we were still operating fully and openly? And when at the first hearing, which we did attend in good faith, the supervising agent prosecuting us admitted under oath that she was willing to follow Gavin Pelosi's orders, even if he didn't consult legislature, and that she would force his orders, even if they violated the rights of American citizens protected by the state and federal constitution. So if you want to open that can of worms, we can. It's in the transcript. In over 21 years in business, we have never had a health violation and not a single liquor-related violation, zero. You see, we appreciate the privilege of the license and have always utilized it responsibly and respectfully, but now you want to destroy our business because we refuse to wear masks, don't stand six feet apart, and will not serve food in a parking lot? Do you penalize businesses who commit real alcohol-related crimes, such as dealing illegal narcotics out of their establishment, running gambling houses from the bar, and also engaging in prostitution out the back in the same way? How about businesses that sell alcohol to a minor who then drives off and is killed in a car crash? Do you revoke or do you just suspend 45 days and take no action until almost a year and a half later, allowing them to operate and you call us reckless? And for these reasons, in protest, I refuse to appear for my scheduled ABC court hearings today 
January 27th, 2021. I reject the invitation to go before you on bended knee to answer for alleged violations of unjust fascist mandates and unlawful orders. I will never use medical exemptions as if I'm presenting my papers to the secret police in the former Soviet Union. I won't use brochures and pamphlets featuring supposed loopholes. I won't go down the rabbit hole with you about the science. You know the facts related to the science already anyways in support of our case. I refuse to use any excuse because that would only justify everything you're doing, giving it credibility. I don't need any of it to make my stand. I only need my God-given freedoms, those also protected under our Constitution. So we will give no lockdown authority over us to those who have none. We have not and will never surrender anything in this fight. Everyone knows what's stacked against us. Your whole agency, top to bottom, is filled with Gavin appointees. There are no independent ABC judges. Your allegiance is to him. You have even denied my motion against holding my hearings today by way of video on Zoom, violating even the Sixth Amendment, my constitutional right to face my accusers in person, face to face. It never ends with you people. Business owners are suffering and your actions now force them to dig deeper into their pockets, to accommodate the nonsense and to defend themselves when they're unable to. And you waste the government's money with these kangaroo court proceedings when instead your agency should be pursuing real crimes. Your governor locks up honest working people but releases murderers onto our streets. Run a small business that enriches a community and they will cut your gas and electricity. A riot, burn and loot your city and he will kiss your ass. And now you think you can on behalf of the tiny tyrant in Sacramento and his mini Gestapo extort us, threatening to revoke our hard earned, well-deserved and very valuable liquor license because we refuse to comply with any of the arbitrary and hypocritical, childish, fear-based, anti-American mandates that is strike teams enforced selectively? Do you understand the wreckage to the country you are enabling? The young people who will never ever have those cherished experiences of youth most of us had? Even turning amusement parks into places where you herd people like sheep to their fear-induced vaccinations? The elderly, you are helping rob of their rightful golden years and precious memories with family, even stealing from them their last moments of dignity, not even allowing proper goodbyes? Immediate members of my family and ancestors before them did not come from Italy to have to deal with Mussolini wannabes who use the pandemic of fear for their own power grab. To be clear, my protest today is on behalf of all American patriots who have yet to find the same courage to fight as we do, but do share the same love for this great country and the blessings it has bestowed upon them. And I especially do so in honor of our founding fathers who sacrificed so much to gift us the protections of our freedoms and the brave men and women of our military for over 244 years who have made the ultimate sacrifices when defending them. Do you think the greatest generation would have stormed Normandy Beach to help free Europe and defend democracy, knowing how the government would treat future generations of their fellow Americans only 76 years later? Instead, now our government sacrifices the blood of our American sons and daughters to free other nations from tyranny, but then they turn around and do the same to its own citizens. With that in mind, I now ask all businesses to band together in this historic fight to preserve what it means to be an American. And if you comply on any level, you are an accomplice to the destruction of our American way of life we have witnessed in the last 10 months across our nation. You are obligated as American patriots to make sacrifices related to your business in this fight. No fear. It's an all or nothing battle of wills. And if you're even partially complying, then you are not truly open. Open now, open fully and open boldly and when you feel fear of losing stuff, such as a license, receiving a fine, citation, anything, even jail, think of the brave men and women in uniform around the world right now who are facing real bullets and bombs so you can live freely. Surrendering your freedoms over whether you wear a mask or not or whether you're standing six feet apart is an insult to them. 
not here. We salute them. Cheers. I know that so many agents of state and federal agencies quietly agree with us. Members of the ABC prosecution team have even privately told us so and claiming that most within the agency do as well. You know who you are and you know in your heart that in spite of what you're trying to do to us, our stand represents you too as Americans. So I now also call on all patriots who work for agencies who pressure them to crack down on your fellow Americans to examine your conscience and do the right thing. Stand down and instead stand with us. Stand on the side of American freedom. So in closing, it is obvious that the ABC, unfortunately, coerced by the little dictator in Sacramento, intends to use this pandemic of fear to squeeze us. On behalf of your governor, you have already cost us a lot of time and resources. So judge, you can have my answer to your settlement proposal now if you'd like. My offer is this, nothing, not even the fee for the liquor license renewal, which I would appreciate if Gavin Pelosi would put up personally. Until then, leave the mask, take the cannoli, make restaurants great again. God bless the good fellows of Basilico's and God bless America. I hope you enjoyed uh, Tony Roman. And I want to follow that up with a few minutes of uh, these are some uh, memos or declarations or dictates coming out from the uh, Dr. Lou in the California Department of Public Health. Title is COVID-19 tests or proof of vaccination required for indoor meetings, receptions, conferences in California. That means... In spite of the virus basically being done and the uh, vaccines being uh, ineffective, they do not stop the virus. You can still get sick. They still require you to wear a mask. They still require you to social distance. They just wanted you to take the virus. So it says here under the new public health guidelines, a COVID-19, this is for California, COVID-19 test or proof. This is a faulty PCR test, totally a scam, totally jacking people up, a total lie. The test, you have to take the test or proof of full vaccinations. All the vaccinations will be required to attend any indoor events in California. Now, just I want you to just imagine all the indoor events, basketball games, church, clubs, uh, rotary clubs. Uh, you know, the service clubs have just started meeting again <clears throat> instead of buying Zoom. So it says NBC7's Lauren Coronado speaks with an event coordinator on how the new rule affects those in her work. Now, a lot of these event coordinators, like marriage coordinators, they're all for doing whatever they can to make some money, right? They're going broke. So uh, anyway, what's going on is, uh, let me get down here. It talks about counties in the red tier. Now, let me, let me just say this. This whole tier system was just something they concocted. It has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do. They say, oh, well, if you have so many people that get infected or cases like six in 100,000, then you're in this color tier, right? Six per 100,000 people. That's nothing. 
that the cases themselves are fraudulent. The cases themselves are fraudulent. So when they create these fraudulent cases, it creates a, a, a bursting into another tier. So it says counties in the red tier, like San Diego County, can host up to 50 people outdoors. Capacity increases to 200 if guests are tested for COVID. In other words, they're tested and they're okay. Or show proof of being fully vaccinated. And if the event is indoors, all guests up to 100 people are required to be tested or fully vaccinated. Capacity increases after each less restrictive tier you remember i said the tier there's nothing scientific about anything and all this talk about oh we need to follow the science there is no science people it's all a fraud my couples uh oh i'm I'm not going to spend any time to uh anyway that's that's one set of rules here's another set of rules this is um travel advisory so now one rule is if you want to have a group meeting that's one thing. Now they're giving you an, also a travel advisory. So they're recommending. These aren't laws. They're recommendations. Now you watch the corporations like Southwest Air and all, all of them enforce this. They recommend delaying all your travel. Like as if we still have this big epidemic. There's no epidemic going on right now. Recommend delaying travel until persons are fully vaccinated. Because travel increases the chances of getting and spreading COVID. This is so much baloney, people. This is totally a lie. Travel threatens to exacerbate or make worse community spread within and beyond California, particularly because travel itself, especially the use of shared conveniences, conveyances like air, bus, rail travel, can increase a person's chance of spreading and getting COVID or SARS-V2 variants of concern. They keep talking about this new mutation. Listen, mutations when it comes to virus. Tony Fauci is a liar. Deborah Burks is a liar. Dr. Liu is a liar. When, when there's mutations and viruses, they do not get worse. They get easier. Virus mutations get weaker and weaker and weaker people. And when they get weaker, your immune system just kicks their butt. It says with over 18 million people here, this is a news release from the California state government that has gone berserk. They're totally off the rail. They should be put in a mental institution with over 18 million vaccine doses administered statewide what a total shame out of 40 million people 18 million have allowed these people to inoculate them like cattle it's not a vaccine it's a it's a genetic modification in your body vaccines it says vaccines have made a difference in overall disease trends they have not these guys are totally they these guys are mass murderers is what they are case rates test positivity transmission rates hospitalizations icus it's all jacked up people these these pcr tests are all set up to be fraudulent from the beginning and to show all these false positives these people if they're so smart they knew every bit of this this thing was planned out president trump was told by anthony fauci A year before this ever started, we're going to have a pandemic. It's called a plandemic. They planned it at Johns Hopkins University with Bill Gates and all the rest of them. They did a desktop emergency planning, 
and said, we're going to do this. They did it. They pulled it off, people. They manipulated and crashed our entire economy. Many of you lost everything. You lost your business. You lost your kids' education. Some of you lost your actual people in your family, killed themselves, drank themselves, overdosed. Crazy. This is actually a nonsensical declaration from the, the, the California Department of Health. All right, we're going to we're coming to a close right here and um, we're going to start our fifth segment. We're going to pick right up here with talking about this nonsensical people declaring these incredible dangerous things and they aren't dangerous at all. We'll be right back. Lauren Bobert, and I approve this message. Cut. That's a wrap. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm a newly elected congresswoman from Colorado. Even though I now work in one of the most liberal cities in America, I refuse to give up my rights, especially my Second Amendment rights. will carry my firearm in D.C. and in Congress. This caused outrage from Democrats in the media. Why? It's our job in Congress to defend your rights, including your Second Amendment, and that's exactly what I'm here to do. In D.C., of all places, we should be encouraged to practice our rights. So forget what you hear in the fake news. Here are the real reasons why I choose to defend myself in our nation's capital. I'm a woman and a mother of four. I choose to defend my family with all of the force the Constitution provides. D.C. is one of the top 10 most dangerous cities in our country. Homicide rates and violent crimes are skyrocketing here. Being a member of Congress is pretty basic. I don't go to work in a motorcade or armored car. I don't get police escorts everywhere I go. I walk to my office every morning by myself. So as a five foot tall, 100 pound woman, I choose to protect myself legally because I am my best security. One of the challenges of working in D.C. is people here don't understand how we live in real America. The Second Amendment is part of our lives. Gun ownership is cherished and it makes our little town safer. As a young woman working late nights at a restaurant, I learned real fast how important it is to defend myself. After a violent incident outside my business, I took advantage of Colorado's open carry laws and began to carry at work. My waitresses asked if they could open carry too. And now Shooter's Grill has mandatory firearm training and target practice available for my staff, most of whom are young women. Educated law-abiding gun owners are the safest people in America to be around. So when anyone comes in to limit the rights and safety of my family, I'll tell them exactly what this mom thinks. I am here to say hell no, you're not. I have four children, I'm five foot zero, 100 pounds, cannot really defend myself with a fist. So all you're going to do is restrict law-abiding citizens like myself. So this is why I choose to defend myself and my family. Not only is it my right, but it's a right I was sent here to protect from Rifle Colorado. So if you see me in D.C., 
Say hi. You're safe with me. The World Health Organization has recently confirmed that the COVID-19 PCR test is a flawed procedure. And this means all the estimates of positive cases, which you have been hearing about incessantly for more than a year, now are, at best, inconsequential, and at worst, totally meaningless. Now, you have probably been very suspect of the motives of Fauci, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the mainstream managed media with their overbearing and desperate censorship of anyone or anything that challenged or even criticized their narrative. But now it's publicly admitted by its WHO perpetrators. But as we have said here before, constitutionally, lawfully, all this does not and never did matter. The supreme law of every state is the state constitution, and every elected official, every law enforcement officer, every judge, every civil servant, every citizen, everyone is subject to its terms. No one is exempt. No circumstance, no emergency, no pandemic provides justification for any public officer to set aside or suspend its application. But there are some in our country, like Harvard County Sheriff Jeff Gaylor and Assistant State's Attorney Logan Hayes, who think that the law applies to the rest of us, but it does not apply to them. I say this because when a law-abiding citizen named Dan Swain peaceably walked into his polling place last election day to cast his vote without wearing a mask, he was arrested by his sheriff's deputies, subsequently charged by the state's attorney, and was put on trial for disobeying a law that did not exist. In fact, during the course of the trial, the state's attorney put forth no evidence for failure to wear a face mask. This, of course, is not surprising because there exists no face mask law. Now, the Constitution of the state of Maryland clearly sets forth and describes a process for enactment of legislation. You can find that in Article 3. And to date, there has not been an enactment by the Maryland General Assembly requiring anyone, anywhere, at any time to wear a face mask of any kind. But that didn't seem to matter to the Harford County prosecutor, Ms. Logan Hayes, who has reportedly said that she wants to make an example of Mr. Swain. Why? Well, my speculation is that she doesn't want Mr. Swain, or me or you, to challenge the lawless tyranny of a governor who pretends, by use of an executive order, to exercise authority he doesn't have. Since only legislature can make law, any governor's face mask order is an obvious breach of his or her constitutional authority. It is not law. So Dan Swain stood trial for a crime that does not exist. What does exist, what is taking place before our eyes, is a crime against the Constitution by a lawless governor and his junior commissars in Harford County. Now, in conclusion, even if the whole pandemic was not erroneously handled and purported, the Constitution, the rule of law, is not affected by pandemics or any other emergency or circumstances. The people like Dan Swain, whose rights have been criminally violated by governors, police, health department officials, and others, have a right and a duty to seek justice. Now, as this false narrative is unraveling, this very well may start occurring all over the country. This is Jake McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you The American
right, it says here, all travels arriving and returning to California from other states should be. CL should follow CDC travel. All the travelers who test positive or develop symptoms of COVID should isolate and follow public health recommendations. Fully vaccinated. Okay, listen to this. Fully vaccinated travelers are less likely. It doesn't mean they're immune. Do you get it? I, I got a I got a polio vaccine. I'm immune to polio. I'm immune to smallpox. This isn't a vaccine. It says are less likely. Do you see the difference in the word? Do you even know the English language? Are you speaking Mexican out there or some other some other screwy language? Right? You're in this country, but you can't even speak the language. Fully vaccinated travelers are less likely to get and spread COVID. That means some of them are getting it and spreading it, and they got the vaccine. What did you get the vaccine for? You crazy? Don't you even look at, don't you even do informed consent? It said, are less likely to get and spread COVID and can travel safely within the United States and California. It doesn't mean you're going to, you're exempt from COVID. It just means they're going to not harass you. When it says travel safely, you mean without harassment and getting jerked around. They're going to force you to wear a mask, even though you've been vaccinated on these planes. You think you're going to go on there and get vac- have your vaccination card, and they're going to say, oh, forget the mask, forget the social di- No, 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 nothing changes. Not one thing changes. And you aren't going to get, you aren't immune for it. You're less likely to get it. What good is this inoculation? Says so should, we should follow CDC travel guidance and are not required to test or quarantine before or after travel. You see what they're doing, people? They're managing you like cattle. They're saying they're gonna, not going to make you quarantine. They've, they've instituted this all over the world. In, in Cambodia, I was talking to people there about coming to Cambodia. They said, Lou, you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to pay the government $3,000 American and then be quarantined over here. It's just a scam. It's, it's just putting people in camps and quarantines. Business people flying into Vietnam were put in very fancy because most of the hotels in Vietnam are totally shut down because there's no tourism. So if you fly in there as a big shot, uh, big shot businessman, you got to go stay in these fancy hotels, pay huge prices, pay money to the government and stay inside the hotel for a couple of weeks before you can go out into society is totally nuts. So it's uh, these people are insane. People, they're insane. Non-essential travel. You see this? Essential and non-essential. They're still putting you in categories where they're saying, you're not essential. No, only only certain people we deem essential are essential. If we deem that you are resistant to our health policies, you're dangerous. We're putting you in a camp. Non-essential travel says, this is so amazing. Remember when the days you could just get on a plane and go, go oh, let's go to... Let's go to uh, San Diego. Let's fly to Texas. Let's go to New Mexico. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There's no more let's go. Let's go is over. You get it? Let's go is gone because you won't stand up against it. Non-essential travel right here. This is on. I'm reading off a government document. Except in connection with essential travel, California should avoid 
non-essential travel. That means your pleasure travel. That means you want to go see your son or your daughter or your friend that you went to high school with. You want to go travel. You got a few years left. You feel healthy. You want to go see uh, a state park, a national park, the glaciers. You want to go here. We're going to go there. It says avoid travel. A travel avoiding travel reduces the risk of virus transmission. They've got this virus. We're going to live with this virus the rest of our life. These people are nuts. Says number two, non-essential travelers from other states or countries are strongly discouraged from entering California. Don't come to California if you're coming from another state. These people are nuts. Non-essential travelers who are not fully vaccinated should get tested and a and a viral test one to three days before the travel and get tested three to five days upon arrival. It, it just, honestly, people, they're making it so travel would be so unpleasant, so expensive, so obnoxious, everybody just stays home and says, screw it, and let's just go get high. Let's go get some heroin. Let's go get a fifth of b- booze and just get plastered. Non-essential travelers who are not fully vaccinated and don't get tested should stay home. You get it? Stay home and self-quarantine. These people, I'm telling you, there is not a threat to you out there. They're creating this thing like the sky is falling. This is sky is falling scam. Unbelievable. I can't, I can't hardly keep, keep all crazy stuff, just crazy stuff. So the New York Senate just passed a concentration camp bill to forcibly throw people in camps just like the Nazis did in World War II. Do you even know about the Nazis? It's spelled N-A-Z-I-S, Nazis, World War II, World War with a Roman numeral two. Do you know Roman numerals? I don't think they teach that anymore. Just do a two, regular two, Roman numeral one, one. You don't believe it? It's amazing to me. Oh, that's just a conspiracy. Listen, people, it isn't a conspiracy theory when it's happening right before your eyes. The conspiracy theory, you've done, the chicken is out of the egg, folks. It's a conspiracy to destroy your life, to take your freedom, to have people die. The people that are running this are not afraid of people dying. Communists are not afraid of people dying. They kill in millions a year in Uyghur concentration camps, in Falun Gong concentration camps, in concentration camps holding all kinds of religious people like Christians and Buddhists and Catholics and all kinds of people. They don't mind killing a few million people to get people under control. That's what this is all about. You think they worried about deaths? In old folks' homes, they started it. They created it. Newsom, uh, Cuomo, and all these Democrat governors, they actually set up the environment to destroy these old people. They wouldn't let, this is so barbaric, they wouldn't let their loved ones, the the things that people in in, uh, old folks' homes, they yearn for their grandkids and their 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 children to visit them and to spend time with them. That's one of the things that is so hurtful about putting people in homes. They people don't give they forget about them. They don't visit them. They forbid healthy relatives from coming and see them. I have a friend that's got four stage 
uh, lung cancer. He is in the Adventist hospital. They will not let the family come and see him. Why? What's it going to hurt him? It's barbaric, people. It's totally unhuman. It's not just uncool. It's not being healthy. It's not protecting him. It's hurting him. People need the love of their love. That's why they put people in hospice so their loved ones can be around them if they're in the last stage of an illness if God doesn't heal them. This is so barbaric. What's the, what's the hospitals doing? They're following the rules of nutcases. We think, oh, Adolf Hitler, he was a nut. Really? Goebbels was a nut. Really? You think they're really nuts? Look at the people that are running the state of California. They're Nazis. They're nutso people. They aren't people that care about human beings. You got on one day, Gavin Newsom telling you one thing about you got to stay in your room. You got to wear a mask. You got to double up. You can't, you can't even have dinner without wearing a mask at a restaurant. He goes to the, one of the fancier restaurants in California with some of the big money lobbyists that are just buying whatever they want in the state of California. And nobody does anything that he's saying. You see what I'm saying? These people are, I'm going to live one way, but all the small people are going to live somewhere else. If you don't stand up, all is lost. New York Senate, the Democrat-denominated New York State Senate, has passed a bill allowing government officials to throw people in concentration camps indefinitely if they are deemed to be a public health threat. What do you think a health threat? That would be me. I'm as healthy as a horse. I'm a public health threat because I'm telling you the truth, whether you like it or not. So they put you, they put you, they call it in Vietnam, re-education camps. What a euphemism that is. Tortured people, people that fought for democracy and freedom, and now they, they can't even feed their own people over there. So the next phase of the Wuhan Corona COVID-19 pandemic, P-L-A-N-D-E-M-I-C, pandemic, is the legislation... Uh, the legislation reflects what the Nazis did in World War II when they decided that human rights no longer apply during a crisis. There is nowhere in the Constitution that says when we have a crisis, the Constitution, we're exempt from the Constitution. The Nazis did that. How, where do you think that idea came from? came from the pit of hell. It did not come out of human minds. It came out of demonic thoughts. The Nazis... At one time, had people had rights there, and they gave up their rights. They allowed the Nazis to remove their rights because it was a crisis. Oh, as soon as the crisis is open, over, we're going to bring you back in the trains and put you back in your ghetto, they said to the Jews. Instead, they took them to the gas chambers. Should the bill get signed into law by Governor Andrew Cuomo, even healthy people, listen to me, people, even healthy people who are deemed to be contagious could be scooped up and thrown in prison camps for the safety of the general public. Don't you see? Do you know that no children have died of COVID? But what are they saying? Oh, they're contagious. They're going to give a teacher something. Do you know that there's no scientific proof for that? But the government said... We're not going to have the teachers come back because they're going to get COVID from the kids who don't have COVID and don't propagate COVID. So for the safety of the general public, 
We can't have our schools open. For the safety of the general public, if you're not going to get vaccinated, if you're not going to have all this test done, then we're going to put you in a camp because you're just, uh, you're going to get, you're going to affect us. It's called Assembly Bill A416, A416, Assembly Bill A416, quote, relates to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are potentially dangerous to the public health. Anyone deems a case, anyone deemed a case, or even just a contact of case, who might be infected or possibly a carrier of an illness. Now, you remember when they said, oh, well, you may not have any symptoms, but you're a carrier. You remember that part during the year of COVID? Oh, you're a carrier, and you could give it to somewhere else. That's not true. It never was true. They lied, lied, lied. And now they're saying, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you weren't sick, you couldn't really give it to other people. But what are they doing here? Carrier of any illness, not just a Chinese virus. Anybody they think, oh, I think you're carrier. All they have to do is get some fraudulent doctor say, oh, I think he's a carrier. And they put you in a camp. You'd be target of government officials in New York who would have had the leeway and discretion to respond to this. If it, just like they put elderly people back in, in, in a, these old folks' homes, right? They used them as concentration camps. And people were sick in there and got their friends sick. And these people in these homes had what they call comorbid illnesses, illnesses that could kill them, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, all these different things, heart problems, lung problems, kidney problems, liver problems. And being sick, they couldn't handle it. It killed them. You think they cared? They don't care a bit. Please, please pay attention. They're killing people. They put people back there. They could have isolated people. They could have took the very vulnerable and they could have isolated those people. They could have let mom, mom, mom and dad, if they uh, could go back to their regular homes for a while until things passed over, they exposed them to the virus. They were very vulnerable people. Said such person or group, this is the AB416, ABA416. Such person or group of persons shall be deemed in a medical facility, detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises designed by the governor by or his or her delegee and complying with Division 5 of this section. In essence, ABA416 overrides the Constitution. Do you hear what he says? He writes, it's overriding the Constitution of the United States of America and the state Constitution of New York. It replaces the Constitution. It, they're putting it right in black and white for you, if you'll just read it. It replaces your Constitution with a new system of authoritarianism, whereby the government, at least in New York right now, will now have the unlimited power to take people from their homes and deprive them of life, liberty, on a whim. On a whim, people. All the government have to do is accuse a person of possibly being infected with a virus, quote-unquote, and that would justify that person's removal from society. Just think of how many political dissidents might be swept up in this scheme 
or eliminated under the guise of public health. Listen, in 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 China, they just pick people up off the streets. No trial. They just think you're a threat, not just a a physical like disease threat, but you're a uh, propaganda threat. You're a political threat, even though you're not doing anything against the government. You just believe different. You're a Christian. You're a believer in Falun Gong. You're a Confucian Confucian person. You're a Buddhist person. Uh, You're a Uyghur, a Muslim person. And because of that, you're a threat to the Chinese government because they feel threatened, right? They think, just like people say, hey, I have people stare at me because I don't wear a mask. Ah, 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 ah. You're a threat to me. You're a threat to me. I said, why Why am I a threat to you? You got a mask on. That dude is bulletproof, ain't it? That's, that's virus proof. You got viruses hanging. I can see the viruses. They're just hanging off there pleading. Let us in. Let us in. Let us in. They're hanging off there like they just said, oh, these darn, these darn masks are so tough on us. We can't, we can't get through the mask. Let us in the mask. Take the mask off. Blow your nose. I said, if you, if you, if you love that mask, that mask is so effective. Why, why am I a threat to you? I should be the one that's, that is uh, really vulnerable. Guy says, per- perhaps the worst part of the bill is the fact that entire groups of people would be targets merely for being around a person who's accused of being infected. Oh, ho, oh, oh. come on, people. All right. I want to give a shout out to Monty Hecker, who I'm going to the guys that uh, support us right now. Uh, Monty Hecker uh, with Elite Universal Security, 5548 Feather River Boulevard in Yuba County. If you want a job, they can help you. They can help you in jobs all up and down the state, starting from below Sacramento all the way to the Oregon border. Elite Universal Security, they provide guard services for business, for government, for individuals. Uh, five, three, five, three, zero, seven, four, nine, zero, two, eight, zero. Listen, you work so hard, so hard. My dad, all, all the Benningers, all my people and my family have their own businesses. They work so hard day and night, day and night, day and night. If you work so hard to gain, uh, for your family, gain a living for your family, why would you just leave it unprotected and let people trounce on it, violate you? Uh, do things stupid, you know? Why would you do that? Resist. Stand up. Get a gun. Protect your property. And when you're not there, get somebody to help you, like Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security. They will help. He's got incredibly inventive ideas. It's not just a guy driving by with a gun in a car. It's inventive ideas to make your, your property bulletproof. And where people, you can monitor your property 24 hours a day visually. They got a lot of cool ideas, way more than I can think of. They're just sharp. Elite, elite Universal Security, they can also help you get a concealed weapons permit if that's what you want. Uh, they also have all kinds of guard classes, training classes, taser classes, cuff, you know, how to use handcuffs, uh, just all the guard techniques. They can help you. All right, we're coming to the end of our, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I guess we're going to end up one more clip, and that's it. I thought we had another one. All right, we're going to be right back, and uh, we'll do one more segment.
her. <laughs> and guess what, people? I love President Obama. Yes, I do. I love President Obama. And guess what? And guess what? I voted for him. Do you want to know why I voted for him? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because he black. He blacky, blacky, black. He blacky, blacky, black. Yes, I said it. I said it again. I voted for him because he was black. Yes, I did. And guess what? I'm going to get me some health care. Show enough is. Show enough. I don't know why you're looking at me. You need to be at work so you can pay for my health care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I L-O-V-E-I-T it. Yes, I do. I'm getting health care. Ain't got no job. I love America. I love me some America. Me and my seven children. All seven of my children are going to get some health care now. Show enough. Sign the bill, honey. Sign the bill. <laughs> so, anywho, that's all I gotta say about it. And if you don't like President Barack Obama, if you don't like him, then you is a racist. Yes, I said it. You is a racist. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. Because you know what? President Obama is doing good by me. Uh-huh. Now, yes, I can. Get sick now. <laughs> so, y'all keep going to work. Making all that money because your taxes is helping me and my chillings. All right, over now. Thank you. I love America. Well, hi there. I'm a top executive for Major League Baseball. I'm also a dear friend of the Chinese Communist Party. But this isn't about me. This is about you. I know many of you will be watching a sport and you'll be thinking to yourself, geez, I really wish there were more politics involved in this game. So guys, what? No, no, I, I have never wished for that. And it's not just Major League Baseball. Woke celebrities and woke corporations understand your desire for more politics too. We all know that you've been shopping in the grocery store, looking at products, wondering if this specific product supports gender fluidity. Uh, no, 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 I don't. The stress of having to look at two different cans of beans, wondering which one supports environmental justice. Or perhaps the dilemma of watching your favorite film and wondering, did this guy support my guy in the last election? No, no, I, I don't want to know. Or you start to hear a new tune that you like. But before you start to really like it, you want to make sure that the person singing is affiliated with the same political party as you. No, no, I, I don't want to know what political party they belong to. You see, we understand your stress. So we're going to invade every aspect of your lives with politics. For instance, here at Major League Baseball, we didn't like that Georgia is now requiring people to show an ID to vote. So we have decided to move our all-star game to a state that's less diverse and has stricter election laws because we're woke, real woke. So join our movement. Let's have politics in everything and everywhere so you can never get away from it. We are the top influencers in the world, the top corporations in the world, the top celebrities in the world. And we, we are woke. We are the resistance. 
And I come out of the store, and a homeless guy comes up to me. He goes, I haven't eaten in five days. Well, you're not getting this. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I thought it, you know. It was... <laughs> you know, haven't eaten in five days. What's that like? I went three hours once, but that was just a bad waiter. <laughs> I gave him money so he could get his tuna sandwich. And the guy driving me goes, you know he's going to buy dope with that. Well, I didn't think he was going to start an IRA. <laughs> of course he's going to buy crack with that. Why not? If you're homeless, you buy crack. If you're on crack, you don't think you're homeless. How you doing? I'm president! All I need is someone like you. My dearest darling, please love me too. All right, so this is our sixth segment for the night, and... Uh, Thank you for hanging with us. And uh, we actually, as normal, I, I'm kind of an over-preparer. So uh, we have some things that I probably won't get to, but that's all right. I just pick and choose what's the best. I don't, I'm not trying to say, oh, there's so much. I hear some of these talk shows. Oh, there's so much to talk about. And I don't know what to talk about. No, there's a lot to talk about. And I know exactly what to talk about. I want to talk about things that... Uh, I want to make a point about, and I'm um, just kind of, I want to, first of all, what I want to do is give a shout out to the other guys that help us stay on the air. We, uh, you know, we got Patriots that, uh, I don't know how many of them there are that are active, but the ones that are, they're helping me. So I want to also mention about the recall, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, we're waiting for the, uh, the votes to be, or not the votes, but the signatures to be verified. And then the, um, the secretary of state to verify, verify after they kind of verify them, start looking at them. Then they, they have 30 days to allow people to change their mind, have buyer's remorse or recall remorse. And so those people can withdraw their names by filling out a, a form and then the Secretary of State has to look again at the situation and see if we still have enough signatures, say say a 1,000 people with, withdraw their name, see if there's still enough signatures. Then if there is, then it goes. it's going to go to a ballot towards the end of the year probably. And so then there will be a campaign, and there will be a strong campaign from the, re, the, uh, the Protect Newsom, people that want to keep Newsom, and the unions and the, all the people that are want to keep the status quo and uh, the sissies, uh, the, even the conservatives that are sissies. And so anyway, if it gets on the ballot, then, then we'll have a campaign to register people to vote, vote for it, and get it on in that fashion. 
So uh, anyway, uh, you can stay connected with the go to the recall Gavin 2020. That's you spell out the the actual numbers 2020 recall Gavin uh, 2020.com and you can get news there. And also if you I can't I, the uh, the Facebook address for Yuba County, Sutter County is too long to talk about, but. Uh, to read off, but in every county in the state of California, all 58 plus a couple extra, uh, there are Facebook pages that are about the recall. So whatever county you're in, you might maybe for Alameda County, you might call it out of Alameda County uh, Facebook for recall or recall Gavin in Alameda County, and it may pop up. And then you can get current news on how you can help to get out the vote to vote this character out of office. Right. So there are Yuba County and Sutter County individual sites. That's where I'm sitting. Uh, but there you may be a part another part of the the uh, California. And you can jump on it there. So let's all let's all spend some money. Let's all uh, get out and see if we can get three or four or five other people to vote with us. And let's make this happen. OK, so that's that. But I wanted to also bring up uh, Dave Greenitz with Greenitz Construction. He's been posting a lot of uh uh, uh, finished jobs he's done before and after shots. Amazing on kitchens. Mainly, it seems like a lot of kitchens lately. Not so much bathrooms recently, but they're doing. Uh, I think they're they have eight or nine jobs going right now, kitchens and or baths that they're doing. They also do some remodeling, front door remodeling, entryway remodeling, putting up decks. This is the time of year when. Uh, in fact, my I was up visiting my goddaughter. She has a tiny house and she was building a deck, almost a more square footage in the deck than in the tiny house. And because in California, the cool thing about California is that you can actually live outside about half the year and just sit outside, cook outside if you want, and uh, eat outside, uh, recreate outside, read outside, have your coffee outside, and just hang out. I As I was driving home after the uh, trauma intervention training tonight, uh, from uh, we we've been meeting at the Church of Glad Tidings since the government kicked us out of the uh, government buildings. So when I drove out, there was some people across the street. They had a home out there and along the freeway, and they had a couple of big bonfires, and they were just sitting out behind around the bonfire, kicking back. I thought that's California. So anyway, uh, let's follow. Let's do what we can to pull together and just not decide to vote uh, to recall Gavin. But actually, let's get 10 or 15 other people. It's the same thing with Dr. Lou. I appreciate people that are willing to sign the signature, to sign the petition to remove Dr. Lou. Uh, but really, what we, what we want you to do is take a petition and go get, like I just emailed a few friends of mine that are always very helpful, and um, they they are helping me get petitions, helping us get petitions. And so, uh, again, they're just to show the supervisors of Sutter and Yuba County that we're sick of this person. We're not just it's it isn't just she kind of bums us out. We're sick of her and we're tired of her ruining people's lives, ruining people's businesses, killing people, uh, causing all this uproar in our school system and everywhere else. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's, oh, it's the state's fault. It's this fault. Listen, it's only that way because we are so used to just sitting by and doing nothing that's the deal we need to stand up and do something 
and then things will begin to change. Okay? So Dave Greenitz Construction or GreenitzConstruction.com, Green, E-T-Z, Greenitz, one word, Construction.com. You can see the before and after on these tremendous uh, craft craftsmanship and beautiful places they've done and uh, really stylish classy current colors really just top of the line so greenestconstruction.com you can see that or you can go on their facebook page at dave greenest construction okay and you can uh he said they're running probably be jan was it january he said I don't know, seven or eight months before he'd start taking on some new jobs. But, you know, my feeling is, hey, if you want the best, wait for the best. In fact, to me, seven or eight months goes by. One, I mean, you, you can be working on this deal. You can do the preliminary stuff. You can get plans made, and um, then he can do the work. And the, and the final group that helps me here is the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes and those people, and the plumbing doctor... Uh, is uh oh I, I don't think what did I do lose Dave Greenitz's phone number I, I oh here it is Dave Greenitz let me give you the phone number five three zero six eight two nine six zero two five three zero six eight two nine six zero two plumbing doctor six seven one nine one 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 five three zero six seven one nine one 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 and Ted Holmes also if you're looking for a job uh, if you want to if you're a plumber they could use you. And also in their floor business, they have a floor removal business. If you call that number and say, hey, I want to work for your floor removal business, they'll put you to work over there. And uh, that's good work as well. I don't have the commercial tonight or this time for Choices, which is a uh, dinner theater that is going on at the, that's going to be going on at Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. They have what they, the theater called the Embassy Theater. And uh, they're doing a fundraiser. The, they do these dinner theaters to raise money for some of the causes that uh, drug, drug rehab, transitional living, working with the homeless, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a, a multi-course dinner, beautiful dinner. And then you you start, you have a little, di- little food, then they start to play. Then you have a little more flu- food, they start another act of the play, a little more food, more act of play. Then there's going to be some raffles and cool stuff. So the 25th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, I mean, this is a professional play. This isn't just some hokey deal. Original music, original costuming, original writing. So if you want to get in on it, a dinner theater local, you don't have to drive to Sacramento. You don't have to wear a mask. If you want, you can wear one if you want. You don't social distance. They're doing tables of 10 for the 21st and 22nd. That's Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Tables of 10 for $200, individual tickets $22 uh, if you just want to take a friend, right? And you can mix it up at a table of 10 with other people you don't know. So uh, then on the last day, 23rd, which is a Friday night, April 23rd, um, you the, the prices are $300 a table or $33 per, per seat ticket. So the way to sign up or to buy your ticket uh, individual tickets or buy a table is to go to the church of glad tidings.com website church of glad tidings tidings is one d some people in their current school system don't know how to spell 
Tidings is T-I-D-I-N-G-S, churchofgladtidings.com. And then follow events, click on events, and then get over to choices, and then they'll take you down to how you purchase right online. They'll purchase, you do the whole thing online, and then hopefully they'll give you some kind of receipt or something. Okay, so the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So it's coming up just uh, a little less than two weeks away right now. So you, you can get, I'm sure there's some a few tables left, and... Uh, It'll be a very fun night. You'll probably see people you know there. and and uh, But the fact is, if you haven't been out much, take your partner out for a dinner theater, and, and uh, all the money is going to go to a good cause. It isn't like all the cooks, all the servers are all volunteers, and uh, the cleanup people, volunteers, everything's, everything's cool. Okay, so uh, that's that. Uh, so let me go back to where we were, and... Uh, I've talked about this before, but I'm just going to keep talking about it because it's the truth. And so one of my favorite writers is a lady named Ann Coulter, C-O-U-L-T-E-R. She writes great books. She's a very, very clear thinker. So we have this trial right going on right now uh, where this police officer, police officers, but particularly this police officer Chauvin, um, Derek Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N, is being persecuted uh, for his arrest of uh, George Floyd, okay? And this is another one of those arrests. They do it all the time in the media. They take a very small slice of the video and just show you that, and they don't show you the whole video. They did it on Rodney King. Uh, They did it on Kyle Rittenhouse. They've done it on Jake Gardner. They've done it on numbers of people, and the the arrest that made it look like George Floyd was being severely abused is a total fraudulent bunch of crap. So Ann, Ann Coulter says, <clears throat> In modern America, we periodically offer up white men as human sacrifices to the PC gods. Now, the analogy here is to the prehistoric, not prehistoric, but other people in uh, history, including American what we call American Indians or, or native and indigenous people here, they sacrifice to gods, right? They had a belief system and they sacrifice living people, including babies. And you can read all about it in the Bible. There's a lot of it in the Bible, but all kinds of just primitive people sacrifice their loved ones to gods or to demons to appease them. So that's exactly what's happening in America but they're uh, ruining people's lives. So it says some of the benefactions, Jake Gardner, Kyle Rittenhouse, Darren Wilson, Duke lacrosse players, uh, University of Virginia fraternity members, Stacy Kuhn, that Stacy Kuhn was in charge of the arrest of uh, uh, Rodney King back in the early 90s. And then Mark Furman, I don't, you probably don't know Mark Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N. He was one of the lead investigators on the um, O.J. Simpson case. And uh, he also lost his career over that, but didn't do anything wrong. So um, let me let me just move this my cursor around here. So uh, anyway, what you're having here is, is the media uh, trying them in, in the public media sphere— and uh, and manipulating the facts 
In other words, creating things they call facts that aren't aren't facts. So it says at least the Duke and UVA human offerings were sufficiently upper crust to have a few journalists and lawyers defending them. But policemen and bar owners and military veterans and cops and Midwest teenagers, they do not have any help. Uh, they don't get the benefit of the big, big shots help. So it said currently Minnesota policeman <clears throat> Derek Chauvin is on trial for killing George Floyd by kneeling on his neck as it appeared in cell phone videos. You may remember something about this. It's why America had to burn in 2020. But the chief medical examiner's report establishes that however else Floyd died, it wasn't from Chauvin's knee. Oops. I guess it wasn't absolutely essential that our country go through eight months of looting, riots, and mostly peaceful arsons. Remember, it's it's a great opportunity when something happens to a black person it's a great opportunity for the bust out, get some new tennis shoes, get a new TV set, get some liquor and uh, party, party, party. Uh, so we we have these. It says in lieu of citing some BS media fact check, uh, I shall quote, she says, directly from the autopsy report. Now, this is the autopsy report from Hennepin County Chief Medical A Examiner uh, Andrew Baker. So he says, no life-threatening injuries identified, no facial or, mu or oral mucosal or conjunctival pedicae, no injuries or anterior muscles of neck or laryngeal, like your voice area, structures damaged, no scalp, soft tissue, skull, or brain injuries, no chest wall soft tissue injuries, rib fractures other than a single rib fracture from doing CPR on him. No vertebrae injuries or visceral injuries. Incision and subcutaneous dissection of posterior and lateral neck, shoulders, back, flanks, and buttocks negative for any trauma. In short, no bloodshot eyes and no trauma to any other part of Floyd's neck. And yet... Day after day, day after day, prosecutors, witnesses, and the media tell us that Chauvin squeezed the life out of old Floyd. The media evidence, media medical evidence, establishes that wherever, whatever else caused this death, it was not asphyxiation. For you out there in Oliver and Linda, that means can't get enough oxygen. So. The medical examiner also found that Floyd had enough fentanyl in his system. Fentanyl is 100 uh, more times potent than heroin. He had enough fentanyl in his system. <clears throat> she says, I don't want to say kill a horse because that would be a cliche, but it would be enough to bump off an entire team of Budweiser Clydesdales. In technical medical jargon, the blood drug and novel psychoactive substances screens that's dope in his system fentanyl he had uh oh where how do you how do you say this uh i'm trying to look at what the said well anyway it says it had an 11 ng hyphen ml it's a, that's a very high, I'll, I'll give you the breakdown as I read down here. 
said that's just a few words of toxicology section. Also listed are norfentanyl, it's a different type of fentanyl, methamphetamines in the system, cannabinoids, marijuana, amphetamines, morphine, and so on. The guy was a walking pharmacy. So, oh, the NG uh, backslash ML stands for nanograms per milliliter. It says 11 nanograms, that's what he had, 11 nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl is rather important inasmuch as the chief medical examiner called this a fatal level of fentanyl under normal circumstances, saying that deaths from fentanyl have been certified at 11 nanograms per milliliter. He had almost four times that. The boy knew how to carry his drugs. Naturally, Baker was quick to add, I'm not saying, well, that killed him. Anyway, I'm not going to, I don't have time. We're about out of time. We're going to have to land the plane here. So anyway, if you want to read Ann Coulter's article, I would highly recommend it. You just Google it. It's a very entertaining and insightful article. It's called Derek Chauvin, Human Sacrifice. It's a wonderful article. She's a great writer. I'm going to call it a night, and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to go over to the uh, Live with Lou Facebook site and just follow it or do all the other things to get connected to it, I don't know all the details. They tell me to tell the, tell you these things. Uh, then we will get more people, more looks, and spread the word around. We you know you can take if you like something on there, you can share it. Gets more gets more looks until Facebook decides they don't like me anymore, and it will part will part ways, and I'll be nice about it. So. Catch you next week, and uh, God bless you. Bye-bye. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss.